What's up, you guys? Jeremy McGrath here. You are listening to Moto X Pod Show. This is Alex Martin, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. with another episode of the Moto X-Pod show this week. It's episode 212. If you guys are watching on YouTube, we can see we got a full house. We'll get to those introductions here in a moment. I want to thank all of our sponsors. First up, our title sponsor, Cherubies USA. For decades, Cherubies USA has been the leader in moto plastic accessories with products that fit perfect, look great, and last. Cherubies has what you need. They're proud sponsors of the factory KTM, Kawasaki, and many more. Whether it's full plastic kits, individual pieces, hand guards, chain guides, and sliders, or anything else they offer, visit CherubiesUSA.com and support our title sponsor. Follow them on Instagram and let them know you're listening. Also on board, Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Works Connection is on board for 22. We're going to have Eric Phipps on the night to talk about that. Torque One Racing, our jerky, Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, Shock Socks, Williams Moto Works, Extreme Colors Helmet Painting, Blood Lubricants, Power Band Racing for all you WP suspension guys. A lot of great sponsors are back on board for 22. We're going to make 22 a kick-ass year. Uh, tonight, guys, we got Jet Lawrence, the champs, coming in for the first time. or not coming in, but on the phones for the first time. Alex Martin's going to be on board. Our boy DK, Derek Kelly's back. And like I said, Eric Phipps from Works Connection. But before we get to our guests, Scotty T back in. No DJ TJ tonight. Once again, loser. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm here, so that's yeah, all you're matters. always here. I can rely on you. Might be like five minutes late, but I'm here. That's <laughs> <laughs> all good. Yeah, TJ had some uh, work, once again, work issues come up, but that's all good. Um, if you guys are watching on YouTube, or if not, uh, our boy Phil Gates. Phil Gates, one of the original two from the Moto X Pod show, long before I was part of it in studio. What's up, Phil? Yeah, man, since... Uh... 2016 when you started when we started this yeah yeah so it's been a long time coming so yeah it's cool it's yeah. good to get you back in we're gonna talk a little silly season stuff we'll talk to these guests um you got your own podcast you've been working on dad life single dad life uh phil's corner how's that going it's going good man um last episode i had my ex-wife on uh to talk about you know our divorce and yeah that was uh, that was cool i was i was excited about that one yeah it was either gonna go really good or really bad there was <laughs> yeah. no in between so yeah, yeah uh i got a lot of good feedback on it but cool. yeah i'm glad to be back in here yeah i'm glad to have you in uh my longtime friend my first probably my first friend i ever met in texas uh steve williamson in studio what's up steve and a lot go to back to so that would have been 1991 i moved to white oak texas from southern california yep. You weren't really in the moto at all. I think you'd rode dirt bikes yeah, a little bro. bit here and there. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, so ever since, though, yeah, uh, been, been into it. Since. Yeah, so good to have you in studio. Uh, you were in when we were at the old studio, but uh, it's going to be a fun show. Phil, man, um, so what we got? We got about 20 minutes or so before we get to Amart. Uh, you been riding any? 
Um, yeah, I, I rode a couple weeks ago. I was supposed to do the pro challenge and then it got postponed. Mm, yep, yep. But it's probably worked out for the best because um, I'm not the most me- uh, mechanically inclined person. And I redid my front sprocket and chains and did it myself. And then <laughs> I went and rode and my sprocket bolt came out. So. Oh, wow. So okay. waiting on those to come in from Jeez. Motorsport. Shout out to Motorsport. Yeah, uh, I got an order coming too. The front one? The, well, just, it, luckily it didn't... Uh, Luckily, it didn't actually, like, nothing bad happened. Yeah, yeah. But it could have. So, luckily, it <laughs> happened on a practice day and not on actual race day. So When you said you're like, I'm not very mechanically inclined. You knew it was going to learn, I learned how to do a top end or something. You're like, I put a sprocket on. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> very impressive, Scotty. I, I, very I, impressive. I preceded that whole statement with, I'm not mechanically inclined. Clearly. Okay, that's a that was a big step for me. Clearly. <laughs> Phil, you haven't been on a bike in a while, huh? Yeah, it's it's been uh, two years now. Yeah, wow. Since okay. I've, uh, since I've ridden, um, what's that about? Yeah, it's just you know when, when I turned when I turned eighteen, uh, started having kids, and Daddy stopped paying for it, so uh, <laughs> it got real expensive after that. Real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. But uh, I still keep up with the sport. I watch every moto, watch every race. Still nice. Watch the Pulp Show. So cool. Yeah. yeah so uh, Steve, your longtime dream, probably since ninety one, was to have a real track. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you, you, you got your, you're kind of living at your, your parents, your dad's property with a bunch yeah. of land and you, uh, you're starting a little riding place. Yes. Um, here in White Oak, like I said, it's been a long time dream ever, basically since I met Jamie, we started racing. Gosh, man, that was 30 years ago. Yeah. 30 years ago. I've always wanted a place to ride right out my back door. Um, me and my dad found this piece of property. We bought it. They live there. And, uh, it's funny. Uh, friends of mine run. And uh, they make jokes because my dad always said, you're not building tr- track out here until I'm six foot under. Well, that's what we named the place. Yeah. <laughs> we just yeah. said, uh, you know, his, uh, just, I don't know. It's just funny. Yeah, I like it, man. Know, it's, it's, you know my dad and all sure, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It just gives hard times. So. Of course. Yeah, it's about five minutes away. So it's um, it's been good for me. You know, I've kind of mentioned on here a couple weeks ago that I've been riding a little bit. I rode two days in a row for the first time in I don't know how long. And it was out at your place, so I appreciate it being right down the road where it's easy to get to. And right. uh, once I get that Blue Crew 250 two-stroke, I'll probably be out there a lot <laughs> uh, trying to learn how to ride a two-stroke again. Yeah, that'd be fun to throw a leg over for sure. But, yeah, the place is pretty nice. It, the track's about almost a mile and a half long now. I'm still adding on to it, updating a little bit. It's got a ring cross track on it also. Um, just probably fix to start breaking that in next, yeah. you know, couple weeks and get a little colder and, I'm actually thinking about putting some lights up. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, it's, yeah, it's been fun. I mean, I'm enjoying getting back into it. I felt pretty, the first day out at your place, I felt like crap. And then the second day, I actually felt like a couple things I was doing okay. So, well, we run those six. Yeah, yeah, those six. Um, you know, that thing's in rough shape right now, but <laughs> that thing's a tractor, dude. No, it's, a good, it's a good bike. But, um, okay. So, we're a couple months out from 2022 Supercross season kicking off. As of right now, everything's a go. Should be no issues. A lot of silly season stuff. Obviously, I don't know. I don't want your guys' idea. Feel like your thoughts on what the biggest move silly season wise is. I think most people would agree it's Eli to Yamaha to start Yamaha. Yeah. Um. But of all the silly seasons moves, we got that. We got Jason Anderson to Kawasaki, Mookie to Husky, Zacho's back. Uh. You know, like there's a few things going on with the smaller teams like Hep and uh, Rocky Mountain. What stands out to you? What are you most excited to see in 2022? I would probably say Stewart, honestly. Mookie, okay. Because he's going to Baker's, right? He uh, is at Baker's, yeah. Is Him so and, and AP. And that's another move. AP to, to KTM. Yeah. 
And the 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 press release hasn't come out yet for AP, has it? I mean, I haven't. No, I texted him yesterday, day before to be on the show tonight, and he's like, "Yeah, but I can't talk about the deal. It should be out Wednesday, apparently tomorrow." Oh, it's wow. taking so long. He didn't say. He didn't. Say yeah, that. I don't know. They okay. just spread that stuff out. There's a couple yeah. guys that haven't announced their deals yet. Oh, okay. Um, like yeah. I think I don't know that Zacho is even officially announced. Right. There's but a he couple is guys. Back. Yeah, he's back. Um, he's feeling pretty good. I texted him. He may call in late tonight, but he's he's about to leave to California in the morning. He didn't think he'd have time. So, but yeah, there's, okay. but Mookie, why Mookie? Uh, because he hasn't done outdoors in a while. Um, you think he will? I, I think a lot of people question his his work ethic yeah, a lot sure. too. And um, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what Alden can do with Seward and and see where he can uh, take him, especially think- in the outdoors. Scotty, I think it's going to be interesting, right? Alden is known as being a super serious guy. Everything is mechanical, mathematics. Uh, every fucking uh, thing you eat, you know, everything is calculated. Every uh, sleep, everything is calculated. And then you got Malcolm Stewart and Aaron Plessinger going over there who are goofy, joke around. Uh, you know, they take their racing serious, but they are not robots by any means. Like, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with that training program well poto was kind of like that he liked to to joke around and him and him and alden always gave each other a hard time and stuff so maybe they can use that as kind of their comedic relief it'll be a little bit of you know a a tool to help them get through all that training and stuff they can keep it light but they're still being focused because i don't think anybody can say that plessinger and mookie aren't like focused guys that they know they're they're seasoned vets they they know what they're trying they're trying to do, and like they they have good heads on their shoulders. So I think they can stay focused, and that, and that might help them in the long run. All right, Steve, what about you, man? Uh, what stands out, and what do you think about the Mookie AP to Aldens? Just being in that physical conditioning, being in that shape. You know, yeah. every you know Baker Factory Championships, sure, the end. And I think with Mookie's size and strength, and he fine tunes that with the, the endurance. I think he's going to kill it next year. I really well, do. There, I was listening to Daniel Blair's show yesterday, main event, and I, one of the guys, I th- might have been Vincent, picked Mookie to be like, and you never really know how serious Vince is being, but he, he kind of picked. I think they were picking Mookie as as a favorite, and I was a little surprised. Um, if you guys listen to the Pulp Show, you know I picked Dylan Ferrandis. That's yeah. I still I'm standing by that. Yeah. I have my reasons, and we can get into some mm-hmm. like you know all the favorites, quote unquote, mm-hmm. Cooper Webb. He's leaving Alden, so who knows how that's going to affect him. Maybe not a lot. And then he's also not – it's really hard to repeat anyway. Generally hard to repeat a championship, but then to do it with this field is going to be really hard. So I just sort of said, all right, the odds are against Cooper, uh, you know, Cooper Webb. Kenny Roxon is just not proven that he can have a full season at yeah. peak performance every week. There's always an issue, so I kind of ruled him out. Uh, Eli's going to be on a new bike, new team – so I kind of ruled him out. And, like, you know, AC's got his typical issues. He's going to be back. He's going to be healthy. But how many times is he going to watch the front end? We don't know yet. Yeah. So I kind of just have these little things where I can rule, I rule everybody out except for Dylan because Dylan wants it, in my opinion, at least equal to, if not more than everybody else. He works harder. He's doing 80 hours a week. He tells his wife, we're not going on, we're not going anywhere Wednesday night to go eat because I'm working, I'm training. You know, like he's just the guy right now, in my opinion. I know last year in Supercross, he had he didn't have great races, right? I think he finished top five or something. I can't remember what his overall was, but he's going to be better. I, I just yeah. know he's going to be better. The the bike is going to be figured out now. Last year was figuring the bike out. He's my guy. Tell me why I'm wrong, Scotty. 
Well, I mean, Can't, you're, so you're okay. Go ahead. You're not technically wrong, but like you can talk about all of those things at the beginning of the season. You can have all of these things, and then a a one happens, and you never know. Like the story can completely change. And six weeks into the season, that stuff that you said, like you know, the thing that maybe was holding Eli back, or the or AC doesn't have any problems. You know, he tur- he starts turning those um, fastest lap times into race wins, and he you know you never know what's going to happen. And no but, well, I, I, I said you were right, <laughs> but so I, I just kind of, I, I think that it's going to just shape up to be just an awesome season. And I, and I, any of those guys can go do it. It really just depends on, like you said, who has the least mistakes. Yeah. Well, and Steve, obviously injuries are always going to creep in at some point. And you mentioned day one. I mean, who's going to, who's going to bet against Justin Barsha day one? I'm not, I'm not counting day one. A one doesn't no. count. It's a flu or, you know, freak race. Who knows? But long-term consistency you know and then we got our guy amart that's coming on tonight troll train he's 450 class like is he going to get his foot in the door of the podium at all who i mean i don't know it's it's gonna be a tall order i'd say probably not but who knows well i mean what is so barsha's i I think we can all say that barsha moving to gas gas was a better move for him i think he looks better on that bike i think he likes that team better he's the guy that's cool and uh, so what happens if he wins again? And then now that he's had that experience on that team, he turns that, you know, what if he actually does something with that points lead this year? You never know. Maybe, maybe Will Hahn was the magic yeah. they needed. Yeah. I wouldn't be, wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> second year <laughs> yeah. on the team, second year on the box. Yeah. yeah. Tuning things. Yeah. Well, I'm sticking for, with Dylan, but what about you, Phil? I mean, what are your thoughts on 450 championship? Man, you got to, you got to pick. Yeah. I, I would love to, to choose Roxon. Um, but I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant <laughs> on that. Um, yeah. it, it's hard to bet against Cooper Webb as well, even though he is leaving Alden's. Um, man, it's just seeing him on the weekends and that eye of the tiger mentality. It's it's tough to bet against that. So, yeah, I, I would say bottom line, I, I would have to go Roxon this year. Okay, yeah, I, I like the Cooper Webb. I mean, like, I would love for Cooper Webb to repeat. He is one of my favorite people in the pits. Even though he won't, an- he hasn't answered my phone calls, my texts since. <laughs> December, so we're, we got we got a little beef right now with that. But I love the I love the guy, man. I think yeah. his mentality is unreal. I think it's re- very similar to Dylan Ferrandez. Like Dylan doesn't want to finish second, no matter what. Are those cables in your way? No, you can slide that. Sorry. Um, yeah, but I, I think Dylan's very similar. That sh- like shark in the blood in the water. He's a shark, you know. Like he's a killer. So I don't know. Those are my two favorites. And then Zacho's, like I said, Zacho's back. Steve. Uh, Back injuries, though, back problems usually don't go away. No, they So, I don't think this is going to be a stellar year. I hope it's a consistent year and Zach can go out happy. If he, yeah. I think he's done after this. I would say so, probably. If he just, like I said, manages back injury to top fives, you know, maybe if the stars line, maybe a win, you know. Yeah, he's definitely capable of it. Yes, he's definitely fast enough. He's one of the odd Tiger top people too. I mean, yeah, the kid. Yeah. Oh, when he gets he, mad, he yeah, he's like the he, nicest person on the planet. Yeah. But if you make him mad on the track, oh, yeah. you bump elbows with him. He go. He yeah. gonna put He'll you kill over you. Arm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the bike, he will kill you. He's okay. rad. Uh, okay, Bill. What about Jason Anderson? Not hearing a ton, right? Seen. I've seen lots of videos, but not hearing anything out of Jason. He just doesn't talk much. I've reached out to his publicist his agent and the guy just doesn't respond he doesn't want to do interviews that's typical of him but like he may surprise the hell out of us he might just be like 
he might come out and win A1 and be like, yeah, check this out, you know? And uh, I saw some videos on the Cali. Everybody looks fast on Instagram videos. But, sure. I mean, he looked like he was getting used to it real well. And, and I think Cooper and Jason Anderson, both of those guys, you stop talking about them, and that's the best thing that you can do for them. Those oh, soon, Yeah, as soon as those guys aren't, like, the thing, all of a sudden they're in the conversation, you know? Like, Webb, Webb last year, Webb started out not that great. What was he, like, 11th or 12th in Houston? Everybody's like, oh yeah, you know he's 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 lost it or whatever, and then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, yeah. then all of a sudden he was like just just knocking off wins and he won the title. So, I mean, I think that I think not having them on the main radar is probably the best thing for them. Yeah. So, Phil, what do you think if we go back to 2020 and Cooper doesn't have the big crash at Arlington? I think that's a championship there for Cooper. So the back-to-back thing really that I said a little bit ago goes out the window where he could have easily been 20 and 21 champion because he was the, he was the, I think he had the overall the most points at Salt Lake city, you know, so he, he had the crash at Arlington and he didn't finish. And then the following week at Atlanta, I think he was hurt, but he rode. He got third. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So like, I I think he's a easily a three-time championship if not for the injury. So maybe I'm wrong about this year or next year. Right. Yeah, I, I think Anderson, like you were saying, is I think he's going to surprise a lot of people on the new bike. I think all the new guys will on the on the new bikes will uh, surprise us all. Even Eli, um, I think Anderson's going to be a consistent top five guy every single week. Um, so and and I hope he gets a win, uh, and I hope he can bring a championship for that team. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because I think he's worthy of it, and I think he's good enough to. So. Uh, what about the dynamic? We're jumping all over the place, but it's just well, stuff that's coming. It's, to my it's mind. funny that you said the the thing about uh, Webb because you have one of our listeners, uh, Bruce Classith. He said that uh, that is TJ. He said that that Webb all day. If he didn't crash in 2020, he would have won that championship too. Yeah. So yeah, I think so too. What do you guys think? All right, to me, the way I am, if I'm on a team, I need I need a good surrounding. Like I need. To like my mechanic, I need to. I need to feel like my. What am I looking for? The word, word I'm looking for, like everything in my area, my my people, whatever, my team. I need to gel with, right? Yeah. So now, Star is just full of different types of personality. We have two uh, alphas with yeah. Dylan and Eli. I talked about that last time. Yeah, Eli doesn't really talk much. He's pretty closed off. Dylan keeps to himself a little bit, but mainly I think that's the language barrier. But what do you think, Steve, what do you think the dynamic between Eli and Dylan's going to be this year? Just, I mean, obviously we don't know. We're just theorizing. But do do they discuss track conditions? Do they discuss things? Or do they pretty much just keep to themselves and, like, stay in their motorhomes? I think they'll talk. Okay. Yeah, I think they'll feed off each other, too, during, you know, training and testing a little bit during the offseason. I think it's going to be a – Pretty good duo. I mean, I'm curious how much Eli's actually going to be in Florida, though. I don't think he'll be there long. I think Eli kind of is going to do his own thing. But I think to his point, I think adding, it's not that he needs it, but an extra carrot on the stick for Dylan. Because now, like we were, this is what I was saying last week is he he established himself as the guy under that tent. And now you bring Eli in, and Eli's the guy anywhere he goes. So now I think it's more motivation for him to, to push and be that top spot on the, not only on the team, but, and, you know, that's. That's going to result in good championship points. The driving force, though, feel like, or like those guys are so motivated, they don't want to get beat, right? I mean, anyway, no racer wants to get beat, but Eli knows that bike works outdoors. Yeah, he knows it's a good bike. He knows the team is good. So, like, if Dylan's beating Eli every week, or vice versa, like that fire 
it, it's going to get entertaining. I think. I think it might be. It might get a little explosive under the tent with those those guys. I, I mean, who knows? But yeah, I agree. I can uh, see some helmets getting thrown, and maybe you know, it's a possibility. You can't, later. and you won't. If one does really good and one doesn't, you can't have. Well, my bike. It's my the team can't get my bike right. No, f you, dude. The other guy's killing it. Yeah. Right? So. Right. I, which I, it's the same at every team, I guess. You know, AC's doing well, Eli's not, vice versa. But I don't know. It's just going to be interesting. And the the dynamic under Star Yamaha, uh, you know, and um, Jelly Josh Ellenson is going to be wrenching for Eli, I believe, which he was wrenching for Justin Cooper. I love Josh, dude. I mean, I'm I've kind of already told you guys who I'm pulling for, but I would love to see Josh get some 450 wins. He's a killer mechanic. He's got a couple championships now. Uh, he, he's a rad dude. So I'm, I'm excited for some of these mechanics too. Yeah. 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 I know you guys don't really know Josh, I guess, but. <laughs> well, uh, I was, I was going to ask like, what, what band do y'all like together? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's Jericho probably, man. <laughs> oh, that's My boy Jericho, uh, Derek Rankin has moved from working with Christian Craig to, he is now the, um, not the, the manager, but the crew chief at Rocky mountain. He right. went back to Rocky mountain. So he's re- over all the mechanics of that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've, they've got some good riders. That, that team's going to do okay. Uh, we've got, what, McElrath, Savachi, somebody else I'm blanking on, I believe, are, are signed to Rocky Mountain. But that's going to be good for, uh, for for Jericho, I think. I think like, it's so funny, man, when you think, if you don't know these guys, it's, you, you don't maybe don't think about it. But it wasn't that long ago that Derek was just wrenching as a privateer wrench for Alex Ray and some other guys. And then he goes to Rocky Mountain, and then he goes to Star, and now he's like over all the the team, basically the, the mechanics. Like it shows the stuff that Mathis always says: if you go and you pay your dues and you work your ass off, and you know you put your hours in, dude, you, like you could move up in the industry. And he's a prime example of that. I'm so proud of that guy. He's just rad. Yeah, that's awesome. You no, know, you just put in work, and then people will notice, and that's how it goes. Yeah, it's it's like I had somebody reach out today on Instagram and say, "Hey, do you know of any like?" starting level entry jobs into the the industry. I'm like, yeah, motorcycleindustryjobs.com is all I can think of. Like you, it's really, you can't just go get a job in the industry. Really. You got to really bust your ass and get somebody to notice you and well, almost, almost work for free. You're you know? an example of that. I mean, look at all, oh, look, yes, <laughs> look at all the stuff that you've done and maybe not in essence, essence of this, you know, it's not the same thing in the grand, same scale, but You've put in the work. You've gone and done the things. You've done that. You know. You and now you're noticing. You're, everybody knows dark side. So, yeah. it's a, it's, it's it's an example. Yeah. yeah. That's, we did know. have a, uh, a another uh, listener question. Uh, he said he asked you this privately. It's from Jake. Uh, so he said it's kind of what we talked about a minute ago. A little bit of what's what team has the best personality in the pits. He did send that to me. That's that was a while back. Um, wow. I wonder, like, I don't know if he means as, as a whole, as riders, he, he as says, team, but if I'm going to say as a team. As a team. As the, what team has geez, the best personality I don't want to have, like, pit. dead A here. I got to think about it for a minute. Um, it's hard, dude. Like, you could go, you go hep because of guys like Seven Deuce Deuce. That's 100% personality. I, th- I but, think probably for the sake of this, you got to stay factory. Okay. Like, I feel like, I, I feel like KTMs work hard, play hard kind of people so you're like, talking about like just the the image the team has not even I, counting well, the riders. i mean like, that's my interpretation of it i don't know necessarily how he was asking it okay but. i've always said honda is like scares me when i go to see like they're so strict and tight it's hard the, to get into that pit so that's not the fun team the, the, what, what was his question fun team or no it, best personality yeah i'm, not, which, I'm definitely not gonna well see but then you got jet on yeah, the team and honor, honor so yeah honor. 
I don't. It depends on what he's talking about, and I know this sucks. I'm like wishy washy waffle waffle. He just says be- which team has the best personality in the pits. Probably Cowie now. You think? Yeah. yeah. Because of AC and, and AC, Jason. Yeah. I'm, that's a good. That's yeah. a good tip. Because if you get to know Jason, if you actually get to talk to Jason, dude's funny, man. He's yeah. cool to talk to, and AC is just obviously AC. Well, which one's the easiest for you to go up and talk to? Factory rides, probably Yamaha right now because I know all the mechanics and most of the riders. So for me, probably Yamaha. But Star Yamaha wasn't that way three years ago. It was, you know, well, I didn't know any all the teams very well. For me, the easiest team is probably Star. Mate, not Husky. Shit, I don't. Yeah, I'll go Star. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's. It's I mean, a- from the outside looking in, what do you think, Steve? I'm. I'm thinking Kawasaki next year. Yeah, for but sure. see, that's riders, right? But, but then, like in the past, again, they're very strict. Yeah, they're true. like it's. I mean, a couple of years ago, like I was pretty tight with Vanessa, who was their team PR, and like you couldn't really go in the truck without asking. Some of those teams, I can just walk right in the truck. Like JGR is a perfect example. JGR would be my answer if they were still here. Yeah, yeah. Like you could just walk in that truck, or or um, not the Club MX, but the uh, Cycle Trader truck was that way too. But you said factory, so Honda's very difficult. No, you can say non-factory. That was just me. Yeah, that, it's really a tough question because it just depends on what his criteria is. Um, I think the new team with KTM's uh, difficult. They're they're pretty. They look at you funny when you walk up, and it depends on who's there. They have a lady that kind of runs some of their PR that she'll run you out of there. But then if she's not there. Like Roger and Ian are cool. It just depends on what's going on. I, I know I'm all over the place, but it really it's very hard to just pick a team. Without some criteria. Yeah. True. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sorry. So, Jake, we'll try it again. Yeah, Come back I, with some more more uh, specifications actually, on tell, that. Bring it back on the next show, and I'll think about it. Maybe I'll make, like, a pros, cons list, and I'll, be, yeah. I'll break it down better. <laughs> well, if just, non-factory, I think I think now you got uh, Cade and A-Ray on the same team, that's going to be cool. I'm so excited for the LCQs. is going to be the place to be. Yeah. That's going to be – I can't wait for LCQs. It's going to be so awesome. Oh, my God, man. Like – yeah, those guys, you know, Cade was talking about on, on Pulp last week <clears throat> that, like, yeah, Cade could hear me, you know, tell him, you know, F you, Ray Ray, from across the pits because they are always facing each other. And now it's going to be like they're going to be in the same pit. They're going to be throwing stuff at each other. Uh, uh, it's so great, man. It's, it's going to be it's, awesome. I cannot wait. Who, who, uh, who was it that I saw the, the uh, just a clip of the, somebody got A Ray with that fake snake? <laughs> that's, that if was, that's uh, any kind of indication how the season's going to go, it's just going to be awesome. Yeah, that was swap. That was uh, I think Don did. Oh, that. Don did. Yeah, that. I'm pretty sure in the bathroom. That was awesome. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. That's going to be a fun dynamic week to week. Those guys because they're best friends and they have no problem taking each other out at the race. And by the next day, they're cool. Yeah, yeah. That's that's that awesome. familiar. Yeah, yeah, it does kind of, doesn't Steve? I, I think we've had that issue a few times. <laughs> we we kind of talked about this a little bit, but we had another question. Does does Barsha win round one again? I'm going to say no, man. The odds are just way can't, too... Fourth time's not a charm? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, that's going to... It's he, A1, though. What what have he done? That'd be rad. I mean, what, what if? Yeah, it'd be rad. But no, I don't think so. Um, what a, what, a, Go ahead. What about Sexton? That's yeah, what we hadn't talked say. about him Sexton. yet. <laughs> I mean, funny, I did. we I, talked about all these riders uh, yeah. and... Then, yeah. Okay. Chase, Chase, Chase is another guy that I'll put him top three overall for the season. He's top three. I'm not. He could win top three. Okay. Let's. Do you, if you tell me though, pick your top three. Okay. No, no, no. I, I don't think I'm just going to ask you. I'm just going to ask you this. You're a team manager. You got to pick a guy. Do you? And your option. You have, you have to pick Chase or AC. Who do you take? Oh God. Man. They're great personalities. 
They're both they're both a, a uh, promoter's a dream. I'm taking AC. You're taking AC because what he has he's more established with wins. He's been there longer, or I don't have a good reason other than he's he's AC. I mean, yeah. AC's just he's a great personality. He's great for it. publicity, media wise. Yeah. Not that Chase isn't, but Chase is a little quieter, a little more reserved. And Chase Sexton likes freaking, um, what's the... Is it going to come down to music? Yeah, what's the blonde girl that sings um, Taylor Swift? He's like a Taylor Swift fan. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, so sorry, Chase, man. But, yeah, we I, I we had a text about that. Uh, that's an X. I take that away. Yeah, that's an X for Chase. So what What about, was Adam likes Blink-182. You Blink-182. I'm, I'm down with Blink. I don't I like, like Blink. I don't Blink as much now as I used to. Yeah. But... It's better than Taylor Swift. Yeah, I'd have yeah. to say so. I mean, actually, Taylor's not. I mean, she's pretty talented, but come on. Um, 250s, real quick. We got a couple minutes. Phil, like, what What do you see? I mean, it's east, west, but give me yeah, a couple Do we winners. know the coast yet, or we just kind of nah, up in there? We, no, we never really last do, minute. do we? That'd be last minute. Yeah. I, I just think give me your Jet, top two favorites. That doesn't matter the coast. Just give me top two. I'd, I'd probably say Jet and Colt. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Jet, Jet Lawrence, Colt Nichols. Uh, yeah. I, how much? How much time do we have left? Five, Five minutes. minutes. We I kind of okay. So, but I need to do sponsor reads again too. So, can we okay. save it? Okay. Yeah. We'll Just give it. me your top two. Two top two guys. Your most you think are going to be the fastest two guys. They may and, be on the same well, and, and, just, and, and, and lights. Yeah. Just give me your top the top two. two uh, Jet and I think Fortner comes back. That's my guy. Okay, Steve. Mm, Fortner won't be back. I don't. I mean, just my opinion. But Jet and man is. Probably Colt, I okay. would say. Colt really disappointed only, only, me in the outdoors. Only if he keeps the, the cross dangling earring. Yeah. <laughs> he takes the earring out, his the, powers go yeah, away. That 80s-style stuff. Dude. Uh, yeah, it he, reminds <laughs> me of you guys, or maybe, all, well, you're not. It reminds you know. me of the 80s. Like, oh, well, yeah. Family ties, man. Um, yeah, true. No, okay, so the girl, the, the Justine Bateman, whatever character she played, oh, she man. had a boyfriend named Nick. He had, like, this bushy mullet, and he wore the dot cross dangling earring i actually sent colt a picture of the guys like this is who i think of every time i see you so yeah check out uh like google family ties nick that's that's colt nichols so <laughs> i'm gonna go fortner and uh i'm gonna go fortner and jet and, and that's obviously we don't know coast but let's um let me do a couple sponsor reads real quick and we'll get amart on i generally don't do these longer reads but we're coming to 22 we've got a lot of support coming back fly racing has been developing and innovating its gear line since 1998. You can't deny their pursuit of excellence when you look at the current 2022 line of Evo Kinetic Light, which is my favorite and the lightest pant on the market, and many other gear lines they offer. In 2020, they released the revolutionary Formula Helmet that set a new standard in safety. Fly Racing is the only choice if you want the best. Just ask current riders Zach Osborne, RJ Hampshire, the beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw, and Justin Brayton, Carson Mumford, also on board with Fly Racing this year, or 22, and many more. Check out your local dealerships and ask for Fly Racing, as well as the endless list of products offered by WPS. Also back on board, X-Brand Goggles have grown into the choice goggle company for many of the top privateers and racers in the world. Top privateers like Cal Chisholm, Ben LeMay, and Ryan Brees, as well as many of the top GNCC guys like Craig DeLong, choose X-Brand. With multiple lines to choose from, such as EKS-S, GOX flat out and the all new Lucid with the wave latch quick release lens system. You are sure to find a goggle for your price range that you will not be able to beat. I read that really bad. Go to your local dealership and ask for X brand distributed by WPS or email me darksidemx3 at AOL.com 
for pricing and availability. Don't forget they have snow goggles too. xbrand.com to see all that they have to offer. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with Amart. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entercam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kyle's Hockey, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo Senya. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal. But thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. For almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then if you're looking for top quality hard parts you need to visit torque one racing torque one racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the moto x pod show find the flow with torque one racing handlebars levers shifters brake pedals and grips torque one racing is the title sponsor of the moto x pod show so support those who support us visit torqueoneracing.com and order your defy lock on grips today Okay, we are back on episode 212 tonight, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. New rider for Club MX, Alex Martin on a 450. What up, A-Mart? What's happening, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, excited to get you. Uh, We were sort of talking off air, you know, Steve Mathis. Being the janky radio show he is, he canceled his show last night, but we got you. Yeah, yeah, that's what he gets. He's hack. He just, he gives in so early. Dude, he's on his way. I think he's on his way out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I that. yeah. yeah so man listen gotta, how's club mx going how's the 450 going the you know obviously we see the videos on instagram you look great but i mean that's instagram right yeah everything always looks better on instagram <laughs> How, how's it going how, how you feeling about it good good so yeah i've been on the bike for about three weeks now two weeks on outdoors um weekend supercross just kind of getting going again um, obviously, so after Unadilla, I didn't ride at all for eight weeks. Um, and yeah, I was just kind of contemplating like, you know, what I was going to do with my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, like obviously this year, it just for lack of better words, just sucked. Um, you know, and, you know, a little bit on my fault. And yeah, so yeah, after, after Unadilla, I just kind of took a, you know, there was a few weeks there. I was like, man, do I even want to race again? Um, you know, definitely thought about retirement and stuff and, um, I was just like, ah, you know, I cannot, I feel like I can't end my career in this note. 
and also like having never tried the 450 class, you know, I never set out, I guess, in my career to like be a, a lifetime career 250 guy, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Um, so yeah, definitely. You, you know, I remember being like on TLD and I was like, you know, my goal was to be in the 450 class within a year or two. Um, and for, you know, my JGR contract and like, there was just things that happened along the way that it was like too good of a deal to pass up, you know, and stay in the 250 class. Um, but yeah, now this year with kind of having more or less a shitty year and just kind of wanting to reset and start over, um, I felt like it was a great opportunity. Brandon Haas called me, reached out about a 450 deal. Um, and honestly, I just jumped on it in a heartbeat. It was, it was a really good deal. And, um, I feel like I'm ready and very excited and kind of like looking for that next, next, that, you know, next thing to set my sights on for next year. So I'm stoked. Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, when you did the Pulp Show, I don't know, with Phil, uh, I don't know, a month ago, six weeks ago, something like that, and you said, you know, it's like 450 deal or I'm retiring. Like, it, it felt like you definitely had your mind set up. It wasn't like a, like kind of like your brother maybe where it's a little wishy-washy sometimes, you know, but it felt like you were like, dude, I'm either going 450 or I'm done, and that's got to be a tough place to be in because you want a 450 deal. There's not a lot of opportunities necessarily and to be like, well, I'm just going to retire. I mean, nobody really wants to retire, I don't think. I mean, not you're still at the top of your game, in my opinion. Yeah, no, for sure. And like at the time of the pulp spot, or the pulp show, we were on Phil and I. Yeah, um, I was kind of leaning towards like a Rock River thing and just putting something together. And then when Brandon called me at Club Max, I mean, it's still on the Yamaha, um, but Club is just a lot more. It's more established. There's more team personnel. They have a little more budget, more structure. Um, you know, Enzo suspension, twisted engine, stuff like that. Like it was a, a deal to where I was like, ah, this could be pretty good, you know. And then having the opportunity to ride and train at Club MX. Um, and the cool thing for me is Brandon, because I told Brandon, I'm like, listen, you know, I'm not a young buck, and like, <laughs> I have two days where I can just like live, you know, live in a cabin. Like I have a wife, I have a house. My wife's a fourth grade teacher in Claremont. Yep. Um, so you know, you're gonna have to let me like live and train in Florida. Like I can't just live at club MX all year. Um, and so he was, he was cool and understanding of that. And pretty much from there on out, I was like, all right, I'm in, let's, let's do this. <laughs> I like it, man. I really like, I've grown to really like the people of that team. Um, gotten to know Mike Bonacci a little bit. Um, you know, and I met Brandon this last year at Arlington and all those guys that are on the team it just seems like a good group of guys. So I think it's, I think you're going to enjoy it, which I know you already know all those guys and you've been there, but it's, I, I just think it's a good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And um, like I said, I was up here, rode a couple weeks outdoors, and then I've been up here for the last week riding Supercross. And, you know, just been able to ride with Brayton and the uh, Phoenix guys and, and Marsh Banks and Enzo. Um, There's a good group of guys, and, you know, it's it's a different track. Um, like I said, like in Florida, I'm riding with Kenny and, and some of those guys at Moto Sandbox. Um, so it's cool just to have different groups of guys ride with on different tracks, um, you know, and I think that it's you're constantly kind of like searching for that edge. Like today we were riding with uh, me and Brayton and there was like a low line in this one section. And, um, he's just, he was hitting it. And like, I hit it one time, like case jump and almost end up my brains out. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, dude, but that's the sort of stuff that you have to look for. Like when you're main event, like staying low, because it's like a game of tense, you know? Yep. And I'm like, dude, like you're right, (laughs) you know? And that's the sort of thing where, not that the 250 class isn't competitive, but the 450 class is like, you know, first through 15th is separated by a second. Yeah, it's unreal, man. That's, that's, people don't realize that, you know, we had Josh Verrees on a few weeks ago or a month ago after his, his, uh, fill in ride at Husky. And he was talking about like the tents just in that class alone, like coming from a privateer 
to a factory ride for two races and like what the differences was. And he was talking about kind of like you were having a teammate, basically. I know Brayton's not your teammate technically, but having somebody to talk to and be like, try this and there might be a tent there and then try this and there might be a tent there. And all of a sudden you realize you find a couple tents in a lap and that's three or four positions in that class. And it's so, it makes such a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's, you know, why I struggled a little bit this year as well is like, you know, being a part of your team, you, you know, I was a factory rider for, I don't know, six years and like you kind of take for granted after a while, like, you know, first off, not being a practice mechanic, not having to work on your bike during the week. Right, right, yeah. Sure Team infrastructure, in, in, you know, infrastructure, the resources, the budget, um, like always having new parts in the bike and, you know, just like people, multiple people watching you and giving you feedback. Like it really does kind of elevate your game when you're on a factory rider or on a factory team. Sure. You know, when you take that away, it's just like, dang, this is a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's things that as a, as a fan, you don't necessarily catch all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hey, Mart, I, I was just kind of wanted to know, since this is your first time doing a, like a full 17 round supercross season, I mean, obviously at this point in your career, you, you kind of know what training works for you and you could probably have kind of an established routine that you've done for probably years now. So I just kind of wanted to know what you, what you had to change and like where you kind of put your efforts into to kind of prepare for more endurance or longer motos and the longer season. What, what changes to your program did you have to do? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess like over the years, you know, I trained with Rhino and, um, Gareth Swanepoel when I was on star Rattray and kind of the Baker's factory when I was on KTM. Um, and then in my JGR years, I linked up with John Wesling, who was kind of like a longtime friend. And also he's from Minnesota. He trained my brother and the Geico guys. And so I've been with him for three years now. And, um, not that our training is like, all the training is pretty similar. Like there is no secrets really in this day and age. Um, you know, we're all doing the running, cycling, rowing, you know, motos and sprints on the, on the dirt bike. Right. Um, you know, strength, strength training is something that I've incorporated later in my career. It's, I think the older you get is more important. Um, but yeah. And then obviously, so, you know, in the last year, Wesling and I started this troll training thing, <laughs> which has been kind of fun. You know, that's been an extension of like my health and my passion for health and fitness. Right. Um, but yeah, so like John and I put our heads together coming into this, like when I signed this 450 deal with club and it's like, um, you know, I'm 145 pounds, five foot four. Um, I mean, the goal for me is to put on a little bit of muscle. Cause like being a 250 guy, career 250 guy, um, it's always been about like lighter is better. Right. As long as you're not like, um, you know, not eating enough. Right. Right. But I've been between 135 to 140 on a 250 because horsepower is everything, especially when you're going up against a star Yamaha. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. You know, when you're on a Suzuki. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, now I feel like I'm in a, in a position, which is nice in my career, where, like, I can maybe eat that extra slice of pizza. <laughs> I like it. Uh, you know, and it's it's a little bit healthier. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm uh, eating pizza every day, but, um, you know, not worrying about my weight as much because it's just, you know, you have so much power to work with on this 450. Um, like, for example, last week when I got on the Supercross track, um, we had, like, a the decked head and a high compression piston and some race gas. And I, I was literally like almost quadding everything. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> you know? That's and awesome. I was like, like, I think we could maybe take away a little bit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of what you Dylan Ferrandez said, right? When he got on, it's like, I, we, we got to take some of this back. It's a little too much. Detuning. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Like I would say just 
you know, what I'm doing now with training is kind of a byproduct of like all the things I've learned over the years. And then also just John and I have worked together for going on three, three, four years now. And like, he knows, you know, he knows when to push me, he knows when to tell me to chill. Um, so kind of a healthy relationship. Um, and, and also just, you know, being around, you know, taking advantage of guys like Kenny and Brayton at the racetrack or at the practice track, you know, and, just asking questions instead of kind of being the know-it-all, you know, I think is really helpful. I, I love that you just said that because, you know, through the years of being a fan, you, you hear about the riders that hated each other all those years, right? Especially in the 80s and 90s, my generation. Uh, everybody kept to themselves to, to a lot of – at the races anyway. And now you hear these stories of like, yeah, you know, Kenny giving some advice to guys he's racing against, like yourself or even his teammate, you know, Chase or whatever, and – I love that, man. Like, it's like, you know what? We can be out here and compete. We don't have to be like dicks to each other. We can compete and still be like, dude, hey, look, check this line out or whatever. I, I just, I love that. I wish I could be involved and see that, like that the, the fly on the wall with those conversations. I think that'd be so interesting and entertaining to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I forget. Someone was telling me like in the last month, um, maybe it was like Bradshaw was talking and like how he would never <laughs> – you know, maybe it was Kenny, like giving Cooper, like, props. Oh yeah. 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 And it's like, dude, I would never do something like that. But it's like this, that's just an example of like the sports changed, yep. you know? Um, I think social media, the influence of social media, and then like these, these training camps, you know, where you have multiple riders, like especially Eldon's, you have all these guys riding and training together. Um, cause let's be honest. And I think also a big reason why you're seeing these riders going like racing into the thirties is like, you know, if you're, you know, out there at a track by yourself day in and day out. Like that's boring. You know, that is really boring. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Um, it, it's, it's fun when you have like young kids around teammates around, like you, you know, it, it, it raises your, your, your level, but it also makes the fun factor a lot bigger. I think I would, yeah, I would totally think that was the truth. You get to learn all the new lingo from all these young punks and yeah, good times. I like it. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get out there, man, to the club. The, all the guys have invited us out, but it's just so far from East Texas to come hang out for our weekend or something. But we need to make that trip for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you talked about um, re- retirement, um, maybe about retiring. What what does the end of twenty two look like for you? Do you think you're gonna ride off in the sunset or or, or keep going with this four fifty thing? Um. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it depends on how the year goes. <laughs> you yeah. know. Uh, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I'm planning on having a strong off season and, and having a good base to where, you know, I can come in competitive and healthy and, you know, give it my best shot as like a, I guess, rookie 450 guy next year. Um, but I do feel like I can be competitive. And I guess ultimately if like, if I'm competitive and, and healthy, like I, I would like to keep racing, you know, for as long as I can, um, you know, otherwise it's, it's just, it's not fun lining up when you're not competitive, you know, and that's, that's kind of where I was at this year is, I mean, I know I had a lot of injuries and stuff, but I was just like, especially towards the end out end of outdoors. I was just like, man, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how are those feeling, yeah. man? How's the wrist and the arm feel, you know, racing or riding around with that heavier bike, more horsepower. Does it feel good? Yeah, it's good now. I mean, it was, you know, like I said, I took eight weeks off the bike after yeah. the Mandela, um, and pretty much needed every bit of that eight weeks just to heal. And, um, just like I said, like between the concussion and supercross and the wrist injury and then hurt, obviously the, the arm injury in Colorado and then hurting the wrist again. 
at Unadilla, I was just like, you know, when I hit the ground at Unadilla, I was like, dude, I want to go to a beach and just get away from a dirt bike. Yeah. But I mean, that's like, I was actually talking to Brayden about that today at club where it's like, when you hit the ground, like, especially when you're later in your career, let's say your thirties, Brayton's like, he's 37. I'm going to be 32 next week, actually. Like the last thing you want to do when you hit the ground is like, say, Oh, I'm going to retire. <laughs> yes. Cause like you need to like sleep on it, you know? And like you give yourself a couple weeks, just get away, disconnect. And it's like amazing. Like the thought of retirement, I think isn't always a bad thing. I think it's also like, like, you know, you need to take a break, you know, you need to rest. So, yeah, you're right for sure. Yeah. I got a quick question. <laughs> How are the whoops? You're on a 450, you're a shorter guy, I want to know, because I'm kind of short, too. Yeah, stay on mic, Steve. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> How are the whoops? Do you ride with Brayton? Is he teaching <laughs> anything? Yeah, I was Yeah, like I was riding with Jamie today at the whoops, and uh, I feel pretty good. Um, obviously, I feel like in the last, you know, later stages of my career, I've kind of figured out the whoops. Like, I'm not going to lie, I was, like, afraid of them and sucked in them for, like, a good probably six years of my career. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They're tough. Yeah, and there's things like like I run a cut subframe ten mil lower. Um, like I've run taller foot pegs anywhere from like ten to fifteen mil taller over the years. So there's there's things that have helped me, I guess, for my whoops and also just technique. Like that's a big thing. Um, you know, throttle control and like just when you come into the whoops, like making sure you're on the gas to kind of squat the rear. Yeah. Um, little things like that I've learned over the years, and also just repetition, just doing it day after day. Um, you know, so it's pretty like, similar from a 450 to a 250. Yeah, yeah, I would say like it's not a big difference. I mean, if, okay. the biggest thing is, it's honestly kind of nice with the 450 is like you never run out of power. True. <laughs> Where like a 250 kind of like you have to come into them fourth, sometimes fifth gear just to get through a big set. Where it's like 450, you can almost hit them in gear. Yeah, it's oh man, I, I'm I'm definitely not a fan of whoops. I think I only hit a set of whoops like literally one time fast in my whole life. My buddy had like a super cross set and just one day I was feeling really good. Everything was going well. And I was like, all right, I'm going to look at the end and I'm going to hit him in fourth instead of third. And like, I went right through him, but it still scared the, like you said, Alex scared the crap out of me. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't get paid for this. I can go around them just as easy. And that's pretty much what I do. Yeah. Hey, repetition makes it better. Dark side. I guess, man, but like I have nothing to prove anymore. But although, hey, I don't know if you probably don't know because I don't think you listen to Steve's show, but we're we're gonna be teammates on Blue Crew. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, man. I'm uh Kiefer's getting me a uh, YZ250, so I'll be on two stroke. But uh, yeah. I I will be cutting my hair at a pulp show live at some point in 22. That, that was, was that yeah, was. That was good. Next question was ask if you still have the ponytail. It's there, man, but it's going to be gone. Kiefer said they decided I have to do it at a live show, and, uh, yeah, that was the trade-off. I I get a bike. I had to agree to it before I knew what bike it was, and (laughs) I kind of told him, I really, I'll do it. I want an e-start. Like, I don't want a Suzuki. I want an e-start, but then he came out with the two-stroke, and I still feel like it's a fair enough trade. I mean, it's a free bike for cutting my hair, right? I mean, It'll grow back. That's yeah, exactly. So you know, it's really just <laughs> f those guys. Yeah, I get a free bike, and someday I'll have a ponytail again. Like nobody's yeah. nobody's gonna recognize me though, man. In twenty two at Supercross, you're like, who's this new guy? Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll keep it. You know, it depends on you know, it depends on if the the monster chicks start flooding my way if I keep it or not. 
Well, calm down. <laughs> we'll say though, you were getting a lot of heat on one of the shows I was listening to about like Steve was wanting you to cut it pretty bad. Dude, Steve's r- harsh with that stuff. But then, like, I found audio where he told like Blake Wharton a few years ago, "The pony looks good, dude. The pony's cool." But then, like with me, like the pony is no, not cool. So you can't really trust anything Steve says ever. Yeah, he's two faced. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same. Yeah, we're. Yeah, we need to get him off Blue Crew. Let's get him back on like. Uh, you know, I don't know. Let's get him on something else. Is, yeah. He can go back to RM Army. Um, yeah, I can't talk too much shit on Steve because he's pretty much like the conductor of the Joel train. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he just gave me a race today for the for the, for the the wrap-up show, so I can't talk too much crap either. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you mentioned uh, marriage and all that a little bit ago. You've been married a while now, but, like, I think it's really cool how the sport, again, when I was a kid, McGrath, Emig, like, there there weren't any wives. It was all... <laughs> random chicks or whatever and yeah, they've got party now it's like it's weird if you don't have a wife like even hunter is married and i didn't know that he's young and he's married i didn't realize that like it's the, oh, hunter, oh, lawrence? Hunter, lawrence yeah he's married well, i was told that we were at the jet no, lawrence championship party that. after hangtown and he was with a hottie and somebody's like yeah that's hunter's wife and i was like what no way. Oh, I'll find out. When I talk to Jet tonight, we'll talk to Jet in a little I, bit. We'll, I'll, I'll, I'll verify that. But I was told it was his wife. Regard- is he like, Go ahead. Like, talk about her or something? <laughs> Say that again. I'm like, is he embarrassed to talk about her? I like, don't know. Never- That's yeah. a good question. I'll ask Jet, I, but I, I never verified it. I should have before I said it out loud. But <laughs> regardless, my point is, most of you guys, you know, you have your wives there now or, you know, involved with your program. I know your wife is working, so she can't be there all the time, but... Just being a married man, like it, I feel like that brings a sense of structure and um, what I'm looking for, like comfort and just you know, you know, you got somebody. Like I don't know, does it play anything different in your career in your week to week than when you were single? I was thinking more along the lines of like real life responsibilities. <laughs> oh, there you go, good point. Yeah, so like, how does it play a part now in your life compared to when you were single and you're racing also? Um. Yeah, I, I just think, I don't know if it's like for me, you know, you, you, you hear people that say like, oh, like life changes when you get married. But I guess for me, like I've been with my wife, Kelsey, for, uh, I mean, shooting 10th grade, we started dating. So we dated like all throughout college, all throughout the 11, 10 mod days, um, you know, and then oh, wow, we've been yeah. <laughs> yeah, together for like 10 plus years doing the long distance thing before we got married. We've okay. been married now. Um, but so it hasn't really been like a drastic change for me just because I've always I've been with her for a long time. But I mean, I just think it's, you know, it does help the balance of life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, having kind of pull you away from, you know, like I can't get away with watching motocross on TV. <laughs> sure, sure. Like, put t- turn that shit off. You know, like <laughs> I want to watch friends or, or like New Girl or something, you know, or. Yeah. Like turn on track. <laughs> That's funny. I was watching New Girl earlier today. That's awesome. Your your wife and I yeah. may may get along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it, I think it's just part of that life balance. I think that's why you're seeing a lot of us racers mm-hmm. later in our thirties. Is just because you know having that life balance, I think, kind of allows you to go a little longer and be healthier and happier, right? And you know, yeah, I think it's kind of all of it inclusive. I like it, man. I like the way I, – I think it's a good change in the sport for these guys. You know, I think Chad might have been one of the first, you know, and Ellie was there a lot. And we see it all the time now. It's just – I think it's cool, man. I really enjoy that part of it. What do you got, Scotty? Um, 
I just kind of wanted to know like what what you would consider to be like a successful season. I know there's many different ways to look at it, like staying healthy, obviously, results, or maybe there's somebody you want to beat. But like, what what is that your biggest goal for this season? And like, what is your biggest like question mark? Good question. Um, yeah, I feel like I've been getting uh, asked that question a lot since like <laughs> yeah. <we're> fifty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, typically, you know, when I was on two hundred and fifty, it was like you know especially TLD star JGR, like you're getting paid to go for like wins and championships and podiums. Right. Um, but I feel like for me, um, you know, it's easy to like attach a number in your head. Like I want to be top five, want to be a podium. Um, but I feel like I'm riding my best when I focus on like, what's going to get me to that, that spot, like, you know, good starts, good form, good technique, making sure my fitness is good. Um, getting through the whoops clean, <laughs> all that sort of thing. Like making sure I'm doing my work in the off season and making sure like we're, we're having productive testing sessions like suspension and that sort of thing. Um, I'm hoping to do like an, an overseas race in the, in the fall here just to get a gate drop. Um, but I, having said that, I do feel like I can be main event guy every weekend and I'd like to be close or near the top 10. I do feel like if I'm fit and healthy and the bike is, is comfortable, which I think it will, um, I can be a top 10 guy, you know, and like that's, you know, I'm not saying that, like, I know how gnarly the 450 class is and how deep the field is, you know, like there could be probably 10 to 15 championship guys at any point in time in that main event. Um, but I do feel like it's challenged and like, I'm excited for, you know, I'm really, I feel like I'm gonna bust my ass in the off season to try and meet that challenge you know so if, if i can be on the top 10 though like i'll be stoked <laughs> nice i like it um a yeah. couple more questions for you uh i want to talk to you about the the man luck team last year obviously you already said things didn't go the way you wanted to and yeah, they stepped up and hired you last year and and i've got i'm friends with Ryder floyd uh what how was that team as a whole you know i mean they're a relatively new team they're trying to you know, put their get their footprint in the door uh, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of struggles, uh, you know, financially, probably they didn't have everything maybe you needed, but tell us a little bit about that team and how, other than the injuries, how that team went. Yeah, no, I think for all intents and purposes, the, um, they did the best they could with yeah. what the sources they had, you know, um, just with merge guys and rock river, Mike Duclos, and then Frank, um, from Manlock up in Canada, you know, it, it was a cool, it was a unique, um, opportunity, um, and like, I was excited to be back on the Yamaha 250. Um, yeah, it just kind of sucked cause I kept getting hurt. Yeah. You know, I wasn't really showcase, uh, what we could do on that bike. Um, you know, and I think, yeah, like I think back about like how JGR, like, cause I, I, I'm, to be honest, like I would have liked to finish my career out with JGR. I really enjoyed that team. Um, and then with them folding in like November, <laughs> um, it really left me like with my pants down. So like, just trying to assemble a team in December to go racing for the next year wasn't like, wasn't easy, you know? So, I mean, kudos to the merge and rock river and Manlock guys for getting something together and going racing, you know, cause I'd much rather be going racing than sitting on the couch. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think when I look back at like this 2021 season, it's just kind of, it's, it's really disappointing because I just never got to showcase like what we can do. Um, I was yeah. just hurt and you know, there were some flashes of brilliance, yeah, and then just oh, injury after injury. I mean, you and your brother are just unfortunate, but uh, 22 is going to be better. Uh, last two questions. How's the YouTube channel going? Because I haven't seen anything out in a little bit from it, but uh, is that just – you just doing that during race season? No, no, we're planning on doing some stuff. Okay. Um, it's 
little tricky because my film guy also films for Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Matt. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and Ronnie, <laughs> been busy with the the off season parties. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a crazy lifestyle right there, hanging out with Ronnie Mac. Yeah, but so yeah, we're planning on getting some stuff together. But like, um, you know, I signed this club deal mm-hmm. like probably three weeks ago, and like, I, so I was in a spot where like, you know, still getting paid from Answer and Arai and those sponsors. But then like, I was you know kind of already on the new team stuff, so like, I couldn't really post anything for a while. Um, plus, obviously, I was injured for like sure. two months. That yeah, makes sense. So, yeah, now that we're kind of back up and going again, um, well, we should have some content dropping in the next week or so. Good. I'm, I'm sure the viewers would be stoked on that. Uh, last question. You guys, obviously, you and Phil, very tight. Uh, we, we hear about it on the math pulp show, so we don't have to get into it too much. But I would think, as much as you guys like to bust each other's balls, having somebody that's one of your closest friends out there with you and, you know, you know, nearby at club or whatever, that, that would probably – you already talked about riding with other guys, but riding with somebody that you're so close with has to make it, like, the best. <laughs> yeah it's it's good i mean i like phil he's he's one of my best friends you know he's he's a miserable prick yes he um 99 of the time but it's that one percent that keeps you coming back for more <laughs> man yeah but, um no it's good like i'm i'm at his house right now when i'm up here at club yeah you know kind of the charlotte area when i'm up here riding um i'll stay with him and um you know like he's he's not riding right now um he's coming back from his knee injury yeah but you know, we've, right. we've been doing bike rides together and some gym sessions. And okay. He down a club today, giving me some some pointers, you know, like when JB and I were doing motos, um, Phil was watching and kind of like saying, hey, you suck here, yep. you know, what the fuck are you doing here? Um, so it, it's good. like, it's it's fun. And honestly, it's kind of, it's kind of, is it ironic maybe that like we're going to be teammates, you know, heading into next year? I just find that's funny. Plus, like he's on a 250 and I'm on a 450. Like that's backwards. <laughs> right, you rotated, <laughs> yeah. I wonder what's going to be more entertaining, you two under the same tent or Cade and A-Ray under the same tent? I don't know. Well, we were around Cade today, and I just think Cade's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, uh, but, no, dude, I, I'm telling you, we're going to have – we'll have some pretty funny content next year, especially with Phil, because he's always good for a couple laughs. Uh, I can't <laughs> wait. I cannot I, wait. I was about to say, if you if you have a night where your result in the 450 main is better than Phil's result in the 250, like that YouTube camera better be going because that's going to be hilarious. Yeah, Yo, for sure. <laughs> yeah, my, my highlight really of this last year almost was Phil being the weekly check-in on Pulp. Like, you know, when I do the wrap-up show, I cut audio of stuff that I think is funny. And mm-hmm. I use that at the beginning of the show. I just play all these clips back-to-back of stuff that I think, like one-liners that were funny. And I can <laughs> guarantee two or three minutes out of the Phil – interview like he was gonna say i suck you suck this sucks i fucking suck over and over and that guy would just play that stuff back to back and it was great and a ray would always text me like hey just send me that audio send it to me tonight so it was great that's that's funny actually because i was just telling him like i want to take the the little stuff he he tells me during the week yeah but i mean like the one morning i made coffee right and it was like not strong enough because he's you know a 20-year coffee addict but it's like all this little stuff like, dude, your fucking coffee sucks or like wash your fucking dishes. Yeah. Like, you know, I just like put that together, like string it into like a one minute video and be like, people will listen to that and be like, dude, this guy needs a therapist. A hundred percent. Correct. Yeah. I get, I got so many compliments out of that. They loved all the stuff I throw together. Like I said, Avery would ask me to send him just that audio. Just send it to me when you're done with it. That's funny. Yeah, so, that's fun. All right, Amart, man, I appreciate you coming on, man. I know you're busy. You had a long day. 
Look really, we really look forward to seeing you on the Club MX team, FXR Club MX Yamaha. It's going to be awesome. Uh, excited to see you on a 450. But thanks for giving us some of your time tonight. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. Anytime. We'll see you at Anaheim. Good luck. All right, thanks. All right, yeah. see you, buddy. All right, Amart. That was fun. Good dude, man. Always, always enjoy him. I do want to say. Uh, for those listening in post, not on YouTube, we've got a couple of contests tonight. One of them is for our Patreon supporters. Go to patreon.com, sign up. You guys can support the show. We're going to give away a fly hoodie this month. All you got to do is hit me up on Patreon. Tell me you want the hoodie. I'll pick a winner at the end of the month in a couple weeks. So, yeah, just uh, if you're a patron supporter, send me a message through Patreon. I'll get you in. The other contest at the beginning of the show, at the end of the normal intro, I played a little audio from a TV show that I love. Uh, I find it pretty funny, so I threw it in there. If you guys can tell me where that quote is, first person to tell me where that quote came from, I will get you guys something from one of our other sponsors. It may be some blood lubricant oil, maybe a pair of X-Brand goggles. We'll figure it out, but just email me, Darkside, or do it actually at MotoXPodShow at gmail.com, MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. If you can figure out where that audio came from, I'll get you guys hooked up. First person. Uh, let's take another commercial break. We'll be back with Eric Phipps from Works Connection. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, Blood Lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust Blood Lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two-Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember in the late 80s and the 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets. Jeremy McGrath, Damon Bradshaw, Jeff Emig, all the top riders showed their style and personality with a custom-painted helmet. I was always envious. I mean, I knew I'd at least look faster with a custom lid. Now you, too, can be like your favorite riders. Be one of the cool kids. Kirk Hunter from Extreme Colors has been painting helmets since 1998 and has you covered. For only $395, you can have a one-of-a-kind professional paint job on your lid. Contact Kirk Hunter at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com and follow them on Instagram at, at extremecolors, that's X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Be the envy of all your friends and contact Extreme Colors today. Let them know that the Moto X Pod Show sent you, as always. Okay, next up. We're going to bring this guy in from our newest sponsor, which technically isn't a sponsor, Scotty, until 2022. 
but I'm so excited. I, I got to just do this. So Works Connection, since the inception of Works Connection in 1989, Eric Phipps' goal has been to produce works-like product, products for the general public. When Lamy and Team Peak Split Fire Pro Circuit used Works Connection in 1990, the company quickly gained a reputation for quality that the pros would use. Three decades later, Works Connection is still known as the leader in quality, innovation, and customer satisfaction. With products like the industry standard Pro Launch Start Device, the Elite Clutch Perch, radiator braces, which I damn sure need with the way I hit the ground, uh, customized master cylinder covers, and much more, it's hard to imagine you not going to WorksConnection.com so you too can have what the pros use. Tonight, Works Connection brings us the owner of Works Connection, Mr. Eric Phipps. What's up, dude? How's it going? It's going good, that's man. A, that's a heck of an intro there. That's a long one. It was long. I, I, I probably won't use that as an intro. I'll probably shorten it for other people. But since <laughs> it's the first you know, reading, first telling of Works Connection coming on board, and I want to thank you for that. It means a lot to us. I thought we'd go big. It makes me feel a little bit old, too, when you start mentioning 1989. 30, back three decades? Years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, yeah. Well, it's Ooh, funny. Okay. So me yeah. and Steve, who are in studio, my buddy in studio tonight, we're, we're old. I'm 46. Steve, you're 49. Fix to be 50. And then Scotty and Phil. Phil, what did you 25. say? 25. 25. Jesus. I'm, I'm 30. Oh, my. Babies in here. We got some old guys, Eric. But we got we we span the generations, but everybody here, I mean – I'm sure has had something works connection on your bike at some one time or another, but man, just first of all, thank you for the tour of your facility. Anybody that is ever in the area, man, has got to try to go by. If you can get a, a tour of this place, rad dude, so much cool stuff on your walls. Yeah. I was glad that you were able to make it up. That was uh that was a good time. It was man. And again, thank you for the hospitality. It's just, it's, it's really interesting to me when I go to a place like your place or FMF and you like, you know, all these years of hearing this name and the the magic of these products and you go to the place and it's like, wow, man, it's, it's just a normal business with people that love the industry. Like, you know, I, I, th- I expect to go into your place or FMF and like the, the floors are covered in gold and, you know, like it's just, <laughs> it's, I, I make these, these products, you know, these businesses that I've read about for so many years bigger in my mind, like they're just magical. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, but and, and we have been doing it a long time. We have a uh, have a lot of great, you know, people that work at the shop, all two wheel enthusiasts, and uh, you know, and normally we have our showroom open all the time, but with all this COVID stuff going on, unfortunately, we we have everything kind of battened down at the moment. But uh, we're hoping that uh, you know, this stuff will eventually get it moved on and we can get the showroom back open because there's nothing I like more than just, you know, showing our collection. We have bikes and a bunch of jerseys and some old parts from years and years ago and just a lot of memorabilia. And it's a lot of fun for me. You know, when you get into the kind of the day-to-day grind, you don't really stop and look at it. So like when you came up, it's it's nice for me to take a break and kind of look at everything and, you, you know, get a little bit different perspective. And I love showing people for the first time just to, see what they're you know what they think and it's it's a lot of fun that's good to hear man like i know you've told the story many times but let's go back to the beginning and you told me while you know when i was there but kind of tell your story like how it became to be the first product and then like what that was like when you know this new team you know pro circuit starts using your products so going back uh yeah i moved i'm in northern california born and raised here uh my dad lives in southern california so I went down there when I was about 1920, probably back in like 1988, and I worked for him for a year, and he made 
he worked out of his house. Actually, I slept on the couch for a year, which was <laughs> fun. Probably not doing my back any justice nowadays, but but he made street rod parts and he did, you know, subbed out all the manufacturing. We did assembly. So I kind of got to see, like, I, I was the guy. I was the guy running to the polishers, to the stamping place. I was going all these different places, running errands and, you know, putting these pieces together, seeing how everything worked from doing the photography, the advertising, everything. But it wasn't, you know, it was his passion, the street rods, but it wasn't really mine. So I got a little homesick after about a year. But in that time, I had saved up. And to be honest, I saved up 15 grand. Wow. Nice. And I thought, okay, here we go. You know, and, and my dad brought it up to me. He goes, hey, I told him I was going to be moving back. And he goes, it's too bad you couldn't figure out a, you know, a product or something like that that you're really into. And it kind of, the light bulb kind of clicked on because I've been, I kept seeing these cool skid plates on like Jeff Ward's bike and Stanton. And it's like, I wanted one of those for my bike, but I, I couldn't find it. Nobody had anything. It wasn't a big bulky thing that you had to maybe drill holes, modify. And so I just thought, you know what, why not try it? And, you know, I was, well, at that time I'm 21 ish, 22. And I thought if not, if it fails, I just have a bunch of Christmas presents for my buddies. (laughs) We roll the dice a little bit. I had small batches of these skid plates made for, all 125s and 250s at the time. And we also did uh, front and rear caliper guards. And, you know, we just, I took an ad out in MXA. We did some cycle news ads and it, I mean, it didn't, I'll, I'll, you know, I'd be lying if I said it took off right away. It didn't, it took a while to get going, but I did have some, some nice breaks, you know, with some of these guys that I had a relationship with, with like Steve Lampson was, probably one of the pivotal guys for sure yeah it sounds like that it's funny because these guys like phil and scotty being babies <laughs> back at that time frame there there was no instagram there was no twitter there was no internet right so to get your right, product no, no. out there where people could see it wasn't easy like you talked about mxa and, and putting an ad in the magazine but then you had to buy the magazine you had to be somebody that looked at it it wasn't like right. millions of people could very easily find your product and go oh Works Connection. Let's go to worksconnection.com and buy one of those. Like, no, they're they're on pro circuit bikes. And then even then, the people walking by are probably like, oh, what is that? Well, there's no way to know what that is because you can't really go and find out. So, dude, the the fact that your company did what it did in that time period, just being a small, you know, working for yourself, basically, it's amazing. And it really is a testament to the quality and the passion of what you did. Yeah, it, you know, it's so I won't say it's easy to market a product nowadays, but it is you can definitely you can get something out in 20 minutes, right? Yeah, and, and back like, then if the you quickest, have a connection, even if you just have a connection, it might not be a good product. If you have a connection right. like if you're buddies with Cooper Webb, like, "Hey dude, just make a post about this." People are going right. to buy it, you know? So yeah. Stuff would blow up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back then the the quickest way you could get anything out was Cycle News. You know, in the <laughs> Weekly, like yeah. the quick shop ads, I think they called it in the back. And you Right literally mail in a, a picture photograph and your text and then you'd you know pay your money and then i would just wait you know it's like oh the thing this thing will be out next week you know and it, it's just it's crazy to, to look back and think of some of this because at that time we're you know developing film pictures and you're ne- overnighting stuff pictures and ads and it's it's evolved a lot you know Man. it's 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 amazing the the technology today and 
some of it good, some of it, you know, I kind of like the old school way to be honest. I'm getting <laughs> yeah, to that age sure. and it's like, it was a, it was a, a harder time in ways, but it was much simpler in, in most ways as well. So yeah, you're like the get off my lawn, you young, young punk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm, I'm getting there. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> uh, so I kind of had, you know, just on a lighter side question, you know, the, everybody knows that moto amateur parents are kind of their own breed. And so I, you know, being a guy that I'm sure this worked for the amateurs, I just want to know if you had like a, like a funny story or somebody was like, they're wanting to get something special for their kid or, or just like something free, something free yeah. or something that somebody else didn't have. I just didn't know if you had any good stories like that. You know, probably, probably the best one I, I have some, and, and but the, the best one I have is actually a pretty good friend of mine that I ride with nowadays. He's younger than I am. And when I'm working out of my house, he, he literally called me one. It's like on the weekend, it's like nine 30 at night. And just, and I didn't know the kid from Adam. And he says, Hey, uh, can you sponsor me? <laughs> and I could, and I could tell it was a young kid. And, and, you know, we joke about it to this day cause he's, you know, he's older now, obviously. And he's actually a Fox rep in our area. And, he's tied in deep in the motorcycle, you know, community, but he, we joke about it. He goes, I oh, remember when I just called you up and asked you for a sponsorship. And I said, yeah, yeah, I remember that. You know, and so we had a few, we had a few of those, yeah. but that's the one that stands out to me. Yeah. I'm pretty excited to get my order that I placed. Uh, I don't even have a, the bike yet, but I'm already ordering parts. So. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I know. Did you tell me, did you say January? You don't get that bike? Yeah, that's a yeah. long, that's well, a long way. I think it's wait. January. It's this is like I know you don't listen to Pulp every week, but you're obviously a sponsor of Pulp. Um, but yeah, Steve, you know Steve and Kiefer have been trying to get me to cut my hair for a long time. Most everybody's heard the story, right? And Kiefer's all, they're always chumming up with ways like, oh, do this, we'll give you this if you cut your hair. And I'm like, no, dude. Like, first of all, I love my my long hair. I've had it since '95. For me, it's just part of who I am. Blah blah blah. But Steve, man, just gives me constant shit and so does Kiefer really well when I was out there a couple weeks ago to do the pulp show Kiefer's like I I I got it figured out we're getting your hair and I was like no way man we're sitting there eating before the show and he goes what if I gave you a bike tight clear title it's your bike 22 model (laughs) and I was like oh okay let me think about this and then we went on the show and he wouldn't tell me what kind of bike it was and we they gave me a couple weeks to think about it and then yeah last week on the show he told me what bike it was going to be, and I agreed. I'm going to cut my hair on a live pulp show, like like he did in Vegas, you know, or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't. We don't know where the venue is yet because of all the COVID stuff. But yeah, I'm going to cut my hair live at a pulp show, at a live pulp sh- viewing, and Kiefer's giving me a 22 YZ250. I don't think you can pass that up. That's a that's a hell of a deal. I agree, man. Like I I, I did kind of think it was going to be a 450. I told him I really want an e-start because i am getting old so when he right. throw the through the two-stroke thing out i was like damn it's still a kickstart but it's a free bike man so yeah the hair's going i'll be blue crew and there will definitely be some works connection parts on that thing i think i ordered radiator braces i don't even remember i think the radiator braces the easy perch um yeah i think we got some brake caps coming with some custom stuff where yeah the, the the master cylinder cover yeah some good stuff man you gotta you can't you just can't ride and not have works connection on your bike. Steve, that, you were just asking. You, go ahead. You can't pass that deal up there. There's no way you can pass that deal up because you can grow hair back. I exactly. Mean, it's, a it's a win-win. It's not like he's asking you to chop a finger off or anything. It's, <laughs> yeah. 
I think some, somebody said that they would for a bike. That's the funny thing, Eric. I was getting tagged in so many tweets and Instagrams and you know DMs and like, dude, I'd cut my my weenus <laughs> off or I'll cut my finger off for a free bike. But uh, <laughs> to change the subject real quick, it's funny, um, Eric. I was over Steve here. He's got a, a new track at his house. He's working on building. I was riding over there the other day, and he was looking at my bike and the, and the pro launch device. And he's like, he's he's been on four strokes for years. He has never had any kind of hole shot device on his bike ever. And I thought, yeah, really? we got we to change that. And you race regular? Uh, I haven't raced in a few years, you know, family issues. But, yeah, I've raced. He just never used one. Yeah, he just never used one. He's, a, he's, a little, oh, he, he's like old school. Uh, he's Ricky Carmichael-ish. He's short <laughs> and a little wide. And, yeah, he just, you know, puts that weight over the front. But I was like, yeah, we got to change that, man. We got to get him hooked up. So, well, that will help. That'll help a ton. Even being, you know, on the shorter side, it'll help a lot. But yeah, yeah anything you get with dirt starts with traction, especially it's a, it's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. We might have to, uh, you might have to put his part number down too, and we can, we can get him set need, up with one. I need one. You got to at least try it. You got to at least try it. Out. <laughs> yeah, we got everybody going, I need one. I need yeah. one. I got, I got a big race coming up. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I should have robbed that one off my 2015 that I sold which was the one that Heather Kiefer screwed me out of, and then Eric came through. Because do you remember that story? No, I, I don't know. I know Eric do. does. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. there before I was technically part of Pulp MX, I was just a regular caller. They were doing third caller wins a Works Connection Pro Launch device. I called in, and they like you know Pulp MX. Who's this? And I said it's Dark Side. I'm the third caller. And Marks was like, actually, you are. Hang hang on. And he's like, well, tell you what, we'll just tell Steve that you won. I was like, all right, cool. So I hung up. They come back from commercial. Steve's like, "Hey, did we get a winner?" And Mark's, "Yeah, it was Dark Side." He's, "Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Does he, does he, is he eligible?" And so there was a roundtable. Heather Kiefer, Chris Kiefer, were all in there. They let Heather decide, and Heather's like, "No, I think he's a regular. He's part of the show. He's not eligible." Oh, oh, so they took it away. Yeah. So then, yeah, you already had it in your hand, and they and stole it from you. Exactly, yeah. and that was a, a hilarious thing for months for them to make fun of. <laughs> but Eric came to came came through and hooked me up. He's like, that was wrong, and he got me one. So anyway, I think they mention that every time they give one away that you're ineligible. Yeah, because yeah. I always ask if I could call in under a different name or yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. So, but talk. Oh, you have something, Steve? Yeah. I'm sorry, um, Eric. I've worked in the machine shop business for you know, gosh, 25 years. Um, the new thing lately is 3D printing. Um, you talked about your you know t- technology from back in the day to now with 3D, do y'all do a lot of R&D with 3D? You know, we do a fair amount. We do. We, do. we don't have a 3D printer in-house. And I've got my eye on one that I, that I really like, but we do sub out um, to a, a place that prints a lot of products for us. They actually can print in aluminum now. Oh, wow. So we can run full threads. We can, I mean, you wouldn't ride with this item, but when it comes to a skid plate and we're fitting brackets, we want to make sure that it's 100% perfect. Uh, takes the guesswork out, and they yeah, literally we use uh, quite a bit of three D printing uh, in the pra- you know, in the daily processes for sure. Awesome. All right, Eric. So we got a few more minutes with you. Um, a lot of great products. The radiator braces. Like, what was the? Wh- where did those come from? Like, was it just a ton of obviously bent radiators? Like, when did that item? You, when did you think about it? When did you first develop it? And was it like I said, just because a ton of radiators were getting destroyed? So we brought the radiator braces out around 96, 96, 97. 
And like a lot of our products, everything is kind of related to race team. So we got a call from some race guys. The Hondas had, you know, pretty weak radiators. Like these guys were bending radiators, just squeezing the bike. Oh, wow. Not necessarily crashes, but that was their concern is they're bending and squeezing. So we made some really, I mean, we started, you know, putting ideas on paper and making some prototypes. And we finally settled on some really, you know, of course they wanted it lightweight. They didn't, you know, just like everything. Um, but we, we settled on these braces and now we're doing rubber mounted braces with grommets. So it doesn't affect the handling, but a lot of that stuff, you know, it is, it is crash proof. It helps in, in any type of crash, but a lot of those guys, it helps just when they're squeezing the bike so tight. I mean, those factory guys are insane what they do to a bike and the grip that they need and and the forces that they put on the bikes and that's where it originated from was uh it was actually a privateer race team oh cool on a honda so that's and then you just started you know making them for all the bikes yeah i i was a honda guy so steve i've been a honda guy since 93 so yeah i i've always had those on my bike it's always been the first thing that i order (laughs) when i get a new bike so it's kind of weird that I forgot. I literally texted him today. I was like, oh, I need to add those to my order because I forgot for the Yamaha. But, um, yeah, so one more. Oh, you got something, right, Scotty? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, what's what's the one product that you offer that, that on your bike that you will not ride without? Oh, right, won't ride without. You know, I just bought myself a new uh, 22 Honda 250, yep. and I was, I was pumped because they – well, one of the reasons I bought it was it's a cable clutch and I love our elite clutch perch. I mean, it's this machine, the tolerances are tight. It's got bearing in the pivot. It smooths everything out. It's kind of, it's one of our staple, you know, products that we sell. And that's the first thing that goes on any of my bikes that have a, a cable clutch for sure. I think that's also Chris Kiefer's answer, Scotty. That's one yeah. of the things that he raves about. So, yeah. Um, he, okay. he does run those. Yeah. He loves the perch on, especially on his Yamaha. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last question for you. We mentioned in the beginning, Lammy and split fire pro circuit, which was obviously, you know, an undeveloped team. We didn't, nobody really knew what was going to happen with this team and what it would become. What was that like just being a part of that team in the initial years? And, you know, I'm sure things were not as organized. Like it had to be a hell of a process. You know, it was, well, it was so early on, right? That was 91. So we're, we're a pretty fresh, you know, we're still a new company. We're still trying to get some traction. And, you know, I, I was helping Lammy out and he approached me and said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to, you know, this team pro circuit's going to do the bikes. And I'm like, Oh, really? And he goes, I, I, I wonder if we can get skid plates on there. So he arranged a meeting with Mitch, which, you know, Mitch for me is like one of my heroes in the motorcycle business. And, you know, we worked out a thing. He goes, yeah, we'll put these on. And it, it was just crazy. It's kind of like, it was really surreal to to see your products on a factory bike. And that was probably, I would say that's the first factory bike, official factory bike that had, you know, any works connection product on it. The skid plate was that first year when the, you know, and the, when they were the, all well, the peak bikes, right. They were yeah. blue and white and they were yes. just cool. Yeah. And, I, I literally... uh, it, it was really cool to, to have products on there. Just, right off the bat and and again you know a lot of my early success or early success and for years and years was all based around lampson and i you know i really honestly can't thank him enough we're still buddies to this day he stops in the shop once in a while when he's up in the area and it's always good to see him but he was 
so instrumental in, in helping get the foot in the door of, of a lot of these factory teams. So it's, you know, without him, I don't know, honestly, I don't know where it would be. It would be a lot more difficult than if he hadn't opened those, you know, yeah. some of those doors for sure. Yeah. I need to, I, I've never had Lammy on the show. That's somebody I need to get a hold of. So that'd be a great story to talk, uh, to hear, um, his story. Cause yeah, he's, he's been around a long time man. he, he definitely was a, a staple of this series back then. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nor- NorCal hero, him and <laughs> yeah. Talon Volan were kind of the two uh. guys growing up together. And you know, it was fun to watch those guys battle. I was racing at that time, just in novice level, you know, and it was fun. I actually lined up with Lammy a few times at Sac Raceway in the old Moto Bowl. He'd be on an 80, well, it wasn't 85, it was an 80 yeah. back then, but oh, yeah. he'd ride the 125 intermediate class and smoke us all on his 80 and we would we all get pissed at the time but then yeah, you yeah. could see this kid this kid just has something sure yeah it's and funny. you could see it early on and it was so it's kind of a cool thing that we actually got i got to race him well he was on the gate with me that's the last time i saw him exactly but, yeah, when yeah. You, as soon as you said that i thought about when steve and i really first started racing in texas charlie bogard was on 80s and uh Charlie just made everybody look stupid. Like it was just <laughs> completely. Dude, like Charlie, like some of my favorite Charlie stories are like, you know, back when they had the amateur day at Supercross in Dallas and they would put the little they put a roller in front of the triple. You're not allowed to jump the triple. Don't tri- jump the triple. And on an 80, he'd wheelie oh. over that thing and still jump the triple <laughs> and then turn it backwards basically. It's like the dude just oh man, yeah, it, it make us just look so bad. Like, yeah, he was I, doing. I think stuff. he even whole shot, you know, the all the 125s on his 80s. Oh, yeah, was yeah. Building the oh. motors at the time. Yep. And, he and was. He just had the skills to do it, and it was yeah, it's it's crazy. At our local track, Swan, he was doing things. He was doing obstacles that guys like Billy Whitley and Dennis Hawthorne back then wouldn't jump, and he was doing it on an 80. And they'd go watch me like, yeah, not happening. So <laughs> yeah, Charlie was nuts. But anyway, hey man, Eric, again. Huge thank you for coming on board with us. It, it means the world to Scotty and I and TJ, who's not here tonight, to to have you on as a sponsor. Um, and we're we're very excited to have you part of us for twenty two. Yeah, no, I'm I'm actually pumped to to be part of it. I I appreciate your work ethic. I know you've got a full time job, and but I see the passion in you. Obviously, you love this. You eat, sleep, and breathe it. And uh, so we're glad to be involved with you and hopefully you know keep keep you motivated and growing and we yeah we're we're excited well thank you very much man i appreciate some of your time tonight and uh maybe we'll get you back on we'll talk about supercross once it gets going after some races happen that sounds good appreciate it you guys have a good night you too eric thank you buddy all right thanks thanks again to eric phipps from works connection guys go follow him on instagram go to the website order some stuff you know and in the notes and the order notes man tell me you're listening to the show Helps out, means a lot. Uh, before we get Jet on, I was mentioning a little bit ago, we were in break, but I was talking about it on YouTube. We're talking about show length, right? Like tonight, the show is probably going to be two hours, Scotty. Sometimes it's an hour and a half. It's all over the place. TJ thinks we need to shorten the show. You were just saying you thought, think we need to lengthen the show. I'd like to get the listeners' thoughts. Hit us up, MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. And I feel like you got some YouTube comments. I've on had, it. I've, so, had, I've had two. One okay. said let it roll, and the other said longer show. Okay, well I appreciate that, but I, I want email confirmations. Like send me emails, motoxpodshow at gmail Your thoughts, why it should be longer, why it should be shorter. Maybe there's some things we need to change. I want listener feedback, and you know if there's some good ones, we can read them on air. But uh, you know, TJ's like most podcasts are like an hour. He's right. A lot of them are about an hour. 
Uh, how long are your fills usually? About 45 minutes to yeah. an hour, yeah. That's a pretty good, quick little conversation. You get a little bit of thought. You get a little bit of entertainment. Maybe he's right. But, you know, we do 20, we do 20 minutes of intro and talking about the races, then that gives us basically one guest. I don't really like that, but I want your guys' feedback. So hit us up. I want to know what you guys think. Next commercial break. Just, you can just email and say TJ's an idiot. And that <laughs> I like that here. Stop acting like an idiot. You're an idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Boom. That's TJ. All right. Commercial break. We'll be right back with Jet Lawrence. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait. What What was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No. No, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, built performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions, to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at... 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams underscore Moto W-E-R-X. Or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay. That's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X Pod show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Our next guest of the night is brought to you by R-Jerky. The Wageman family's motocross roots run deep. Visit eatrjerky.com for the best beef jerky on the market. Support the Wageman Brothers Moto Lives Dreams. Jeez, I'm screwing that up bad. Use promo code MOTOXPOD21 to save. Tonight, our jerky brings us a guy, Scotty, that we have never had on this show yet, Jet Lawrence. What's up, J-Law? Hey, how we doing, mate? Doing good, man. Doing good, bro. I'm so excited to finally get you on here. I've had your brother multiple times, but this is your first time. Yeah, no, I'm excited for it. It's first time on here. Hopefully it's a hopefully it's a good one. Well, dude, I think your interviews are always good. We're we're big pulp fans here. I actually work for Steve on a show, so we know your yeah. interviews are always fantastic. 
That's sick. Um, so first up, man, I got to tell you, thank you. You probably don't even remember this, but Mertz and uh, Merlot invited me to your championship party at Top Golf with Daniel Blair, and uh, that was probably my first championship party. It wasn't at a club with you know dancing naked girls, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, well, I mean, it's I'm an 18 year old kid. I'm to a bar. Yeah. So, and I love golf, so I'm like, why not? The boys, the mechanics and that stuff, still can get their beers, get on and drink as many beers as they want. They don't have to worry about the about the checkbook at the end. So I'm like, I'm gonna do that. The boys can have some fun, laugh at people trying to hit a golf ball, and it's just a. I feel like a more fun way to have as a championship kind of celebration is to go and have fun. When you had a club, there's only music playing, and you, you you still get to talk to you still talk to people at the golf thing, but it's not like everyone. It's, it's, I feel like it's not as fun because you only talk. There's not really much entertainment unless you got uh, like there's women dancing in front of you. Most, <laughs> guys, most of the guys have girlfriends and that stuff, so I'm, yeah. I bet it would not sit uh, sit very well with them. Right. <laughs> I think it was perfect, man, because I don't really go out and party anyway, and I don't play golf either. That's been a thing on this show. My co-host here, Scotty's big at golf, and we've realized that all the riders love it. But it was cool to watch you guys smash balls and like hit them over the damn fence i couldn't believe how far some of those drives you were getting man it was pretty impressive yeah no i it's pretty funny because uh my manager lucas got me into it no other rider really it was my manager and since then i think i started in like kind of 2020 like around august i think it was maybe or maybe a little earlier i, I that's when i very first started wow okay <laughs> Been, I've been addicted. <laughs> yeah, I see that. It's awesome. We'll probably talk about golf more in a minute when Scotty gets on here in a second. But um, I just wanted to, like, has the uh, the national championship, has it set in now? Like, are you, like, has it all kind of calmed down and you realize what you did? Uh, it definitely has set in. And it's probably actually, like, it's almost done the opposite thing. I feel like everyone would think like, oh, I got a championship. I could, like, you can kind of calm down and relax. To be honest, it's kind of want, want, makes me want to have more. Like, <laughs> I like it. I watched, like, I went through most, like, so I'm a big watcher. I, they can't really tell me much thing. I'm not much of a book smart person. I, I'm, I learn a lot more by watching. I went through all these races and I was like, dude, I was pissed. I was so mad. I'm like, dude, I shouldn't have even won this championship. Like, I mean, I, I got, I felt like I got lucky almost. So I'm like, this ain't good enough. I want to have a championship that I'm like satisfied with. I wasn't like the word I'm looking for is probably, I wasn't very satisfied at all because I had a lot of bad races I, and I missed the podium where Justin Cooper was on the podium. I'm pretty sure every single race. Right. Yeah. So I was, I wasn't satisfied. I almost, it's almost, made me want to work harder to try and get another one and obviously dylan Ferrandez, he said the second one's even harder i'm like well let's let's i kind of said well let's see about that then so so yeah i dig that man i dig that response because yeah if you aren't satisfied you should never be satisfied you know like next year if you go undefeated like you should still find some reason to not be satisfied and want to do better you know so that's that's the drive of a champion yeah that's a it's never enough basically right yeah it's perfect yeah that, that kind of goes straight into my question so obviously you everybody expects you to be the guy now you even expect you to be the guy your your team everybody around you expects you to be the guy i just kind of wanted you to to like now that you're going into this new season how do you kind of like com- compartmentalize that pressure to where you're you, you 
you use that pressure as fuel, but also you don't let it like just throw you on what you're doing. So how kind of, how do you deal with that pressure now? And I guess, you know, what, what you're going to do with it, with it. Um, I don't have pressure basically. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like it. that's youth right there. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's what I think of it. I mean, people say, oh, you must have each pressure. I, I, that's a mental thing. You only mentally think that you have pressure, not, uh, not Man. people telling you have pressure. So I feel like I'm like that. And, and I feel like in pressure situations, sometimes I ride better, sometimes not, but I like that. Cause that's what gets that's what has me into this sport anyways, because that, pressure of adrenaline you only have this amount of time to do everything right and make sure you put everything in the line and that stuff like that pressure that uh adrenaline is what i what i do the sport for i'm pretty sure everyone would say the same thing so i didn't really see it um the only thing i see is working my ass off to get another championship Dude, it's funny the way you you answered that because i i was the only national i went to this year was hangtown um, and I was sitting there by the podium or, be, you know, behind the podium when you were out on track, right. And you had those crashes. And of course, everybody, all us media guys are talking about the pressure going into this race and how jet would handle it and blah, blah, blah. And every time you went down, I'd look over and I'd see Kayla and the team and they would be like, Oh no, you know, and like, they were way more stressed out than you seem to be. I mean, I, how can I, uh, I mean, it was obviously a very stressful time. Yes. I mean, it's my first championship. It's still not really decided yet. I have a chance to win it in the first race. But after that first crash, I was like, I, I wasn't too stressed because I know, I know what I'm capable of, of doing. Mm-hmm. So I crashed. I'm like, dang it. I mean, and, and my dad said the exact same thing. My dad's like, I'm basically almost identical to my dad. Like, I'm pretty... He's very level-headed, and he, he he chuckled like when I crashed. He kind of chuckled a bit, not like in a like oh how you crashed, like yeah yeah kind of chuckled, just going <laughs> you're making it harder on yourself, Jetson. And I, and I I was the same. Like, I didn't I didn't really laugh. I was a bit bummed. I'm like, dude, you're making it harder on yourself, okay? Like just ride your bike. And I and I got up going because I knew I'm like wherever I was, I didn't know where I was. I'm like I always know I can get to top ten, no matter what. I can get to top ten. And I just had that in my mind. I had that second thing. I'm like, gosh, dang it. And it was funny because that was my buddy who crashed in front of me. So I gave him some crap after that race. But <laughs> um, I'm like, gosh, but I'm like, okay, I can just, I still can make it. Like I just had that determination in my mind. I'm like, I can still get that. I, I, I know these guys are going to fade. I knew I was, I'm not, I, I don't want to say I'm one of the fittest guys out there, but I know I'm a very fit athlete. I knew I could push the whole time and still do the next moto good. So I just kept pushing, 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 and was looking at the pit board. I just want, I just, my mechanic, uh, Christian, was just telling me what position I was in, what the gap was to the next person. And <clears throat> mentally, I wasn't, I wasn't stressed at all. I was pretty boat locked in. And, and from on the outside, from like you guys, the media standpoint, it's like, oh, he's, he's buckling the pressure. It's just like, well, I, I can't blame you because you just read, you're reading how it looks. Like it's, it's yeah. not your guy. Oh, it's just like, yeah, he looks like he's stressing from the pressure. But to be honest, I'm just like, dang it. Like, <laughs> come on. Are you serious? You got to this round? Like, I, so, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, you good? Uh, yeah, I got one. So, so obviously, like, we, I, I love the, the Lawrence Brothers thing. I love that you're both in the same team. I love that y'all have that camaraderie and the competitiveness. But, well, like, from, on the inside, what's, what's like, the biggest benefit that you feel that you get from having your brother around and being able to have him as a teammate? 
Um, benefit is if he wins, at least the money's going is still into the family. <laughs> yeah. Still going to the family. Good answer. <laughs> yeah, I asked him. The mayor, I, I don't know if you saw it, Scotty, but I asked Hunter that at a press conference. I was like, look, if last come down to the last moto yeah. and you're in it, you have a chance to win your very first overall, let's say. This is early in the season. And I said, you can win the overall or you got to let your brother go to win the championship. What do you do? You know, you want your first overall, but your brother has to win to win the championship. And he said, man, I got to let my brother go. You know, like everything yeah. we've been through, like that, that's for the family. And, you know, the, they do everything as a family, man. It's pretty cool to see. Yeah, yeah no, it's a – and I, it's vice versa. If yeah. Hunter had asked me and uh, I w- would do it with not even hesitating. It's like, dude, you have a chance to – like if he was in my shoes and I was in his shoes, dude – I, I would have been doing whatever I could to kind of help him get this championship. Cause dude, the bonus we get a championship bonus is massive for us, dude. Like it's massive for anyone of to course. try. Like it's, it's a lot of money and it could help me like our family out so much for the drama we've been through. So it's like, we've worked our ass off our, like almost our whole life to get to like where we are now. So it's just, this is how we were brought up. And yeah, I think it will be like that for, for however long, I'm not so, too sure if we're both going for a championship. Whoever <laughs> that race gets a championship, so we have to wait till that. But sure, I don't think it's much of a drama then, because I think it's one of us is going to get it. But um, yeah, when it's one's got a good chance of winning the championship, and you have a chance of getting an overall title, we're going to take the championship any day of the week it without hesitation. It says so much about who you are, though, when you say. It does so much for our family. It can do so much because a lot of kids your age would be like, "No, man, I'm I'm want to win a championship. I want to buy a car, and I want you know." And I I know somebody I think on Pope asked you about like buying a car, and you're like, "Yeah, I don't care about all that really." You know, it's just like, like yeah, I just love that it really is about giving back to your family. Your parents sacrifice so much, yeah. and everybody knows your story. That I just again, it says so much about how you're raised, and it's fantastic. Love having yeah. you guys in our sport. Nah, True. thank you. It's it's all like yeah, it's. I'm very grateful because uh, my dad's grand, my grandpa and grandma, uh, we call them Poppy Dog, and and, and uh, they uh, they end up giving us in Europe when we were struggling for money. They gave us a hundred grand. Wow, wow! To keep us still racing because they're like they're one of our biggest supporters. And thankfully, I think last year or 2020 or 2019, I was able to pay them all back. Hunter and I, and. I was able to pay Heiko Klapka back. He gave us um, a camper van. He bought us a camper van to use without even, like, we didn't even ask for it. Like, God, us was like, hey, you're going to need this. Like, so good. And I, I was able to pay him back on my Fox deal when I first got over here. Like, it's and it's cool because we can give back because they've seen that, like, they just keep kept having faith in us. So we've passed a lot of people that helped us, but, like, those guys literally took, money out of their bank to help us that mm. they could for anything else but they decided to help us and it's just an awesome feeling to uh to give back to them and like you said if a person like a kid my age would have got a championship they would go buy a cool car i mean for me right now my my next chapter is is getting a house because obviously we don't have a house i, I was i'm still renting right now so i gotta get a house so i end up i thankfully bought a house and it's sick so it's not a, it's nothing. Wow. I don't need anything. Wow. I need enough rooms for my whole family still it, besides Hunter and his girlfriend. They, they got a house now, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's for me, it's literally 
uh, I feel like which a lot of people make mistakes is they buy a heap of stuff during their career, which only lasts for 10, 10 or so years, so especially in our sport, because our sport only goes for 10 years. Our career yep. of being pro earning good money is roughly 10 or so years. Not Nothing more, like, at, especially here in America. So smart, have, man. Yeah. Very time we got to make sure we do our money right we got to invest in this we got to be smart so then once you retire then you can go get your lamborghini (laughs) don't sound like we're talking to an 18 year old kid no Uh, no way very mature man i love it yeah yeah no i got i got taught i have awesome parents and people around me that have taught this but yeah do we have literally our career is only a tiny percent of our actual life. And after that, you have so much more life that you get to experience. So you can get to go have fun. Like it's especially hard for me to understand this because I am so young. I just want to go do this, this, and this. Cause I, I can see the potential like that, what I could get, which is un- like, it's awesome feeling. But it's like you could spend it now and have a chance of not having it when you retire and having to still work or you can do it right invest in everything so once you do retire you'd have to work another day in your life so love it yeah big time um how's the 22 it's really really good and it was a bit of a struggle when we first got on with like it almost kind of was too light with some things with our settings that we had on our old bikes but we got it uh what was it think four four or so days on the bike and uh we got the bike handling really really nicely it's uh I'm excited for for this next year coming up. This next season, it's a uh, power wise. It's even close to those the Star Guys, which is obviously the pinnacle of kind of 250 like uh, horsepower wise. And yeah, for sure. Right now, for not, sure. Yeah, like so if we're getting close to them, which is obviously awesome. So makes our life easier to try and win. So yeah, good to hear. Really, you you may have already answered this before, but are are you keeping the the number 18 or are you? changing that to a single digit um i'm i'm keeping 18 i am because it has a lot more meaning to me i feel like i i won at the age 18 i won with the number 18 i uh, got my first race uh supercross win with number 18 i i ran my first red play with number 18 like there's so many tiny things that i did when i was when i was 18 with the number 18 so i think i'm better off sticking with that and most of my merch and, and that stuff has number 18 on it so we yeah, kind of yeah. good good branding <laughs> lucas myrtle knows what's up with all that stuff so yeah smart. yeah that was lucas's comment yeah. on that he said and you're an idiot for changing because all that mer- all your merch has got 18 on my arc yeah it's yeah. good point. smart he's <laughs> a smart guy um yeah right, a few more questions before we let you go i've got a few listener questions too um Look, everybody knows your personality, right? The the donuts, the all the different things that you do. Do you feel like at some point that might be difficult to keep that persona? I mean, I know it's who you are, but to always be friendly and, and fan-friendly and all that stuff. Like, is it ever difficult to be like, dude, I'm in a bad mood today. I had a bad race, you know? I don't want to be the Jet Lawrence everybody knows. Um. I mean, I've already had some like things like this this year, like because obviously it, I'm I'm at a, a stage where my emotions are all over the place because I'm I'm a teen, yeah, so it's like sure. So um, I'm at that certain point in time where it's like my emotions are everywhere, so it's it's hard, really hard for me to to do this, but um, 
hopefully and luckily I have really good people around me. So I got Lucas always like after a bad race, dude, sometimes if I don't win, I am one of the most pissed off raging bull. Like I am so mad. And, but he thing he's like, <laughs> the one thing he always says, Hey, <laughs> there's only these fans don't really get to see it all the, every day. So the small bet doesn't matter if it's five seconds or, or a minute. They're going to remember if you're really nice, they're going to remember that. And tell your friends, if you're a dick to them, they're going to remember that and yep. tell everyone much of it. a hole yep. you were. So I always try to try to think that and, and kind of think of, Hey, I was, a, and especially with little kids and that stuff, like, Hey, I was in their shoes at one stage where at a stage where I was looking at pros wanting to get talk to them. It'd be awesome if I get to meet them. Yeah. So and think of that positive, positive way. And I think, and just me being me, I feel like it just makes it a lot easier also because I'm not too much of a an a-hole to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so, Luke, Lucas and I are big music fans, and I kind of relate that to biographies I've re- read about some of the b- bands I like, you know, and, like, the guys are like, I had the flu. You know, we all know how it feels to be sick, but you got to go out there and put on a show because some of these people, this is the only – thing maybe they're doing all year they may have saved for months to go to this show or go to this race and see these guys and yet like you said you know that's like that's the one chance they may get to see you and that interaction is going to stay with them forever uh very difficult position to be in at your age or at any age really but um i applaud you for how it's gone so far man yeah no it's it's funny like the for how like tough like i'm not just saying how tough i am just how tough our sport is it's like crazy like i've been injured and been in cruciating pain but because a little kid wanted a photo i've taken the photo because they might not get an opportunity like this again so it's like it's sometimes it's very very tough but you sometimes there's sometimes where you got to be selfish yeah but a a lot of time you got to think of hey don't be selfish. This kid's been waiting, like waiting a very long time for this, and I'm he's gonna love it. Like the little five seconds, like I said before, they're gonna tell heaps of people, which is good for us because then they're gonna follow me and hopefully buy more of my clothes. Maybe but, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. So you got about like, but I uh, to be honest, most of the time I I just be myself. Really, I don't really try and put a mask on and and cover it up who I am because yeah. I I like being who I am and I don't want to change myself as obviously some some things i suck at and not many people are going to like and i'm not going to change that really because i, I want to stay true to myself so uh, yeah. i love every answer you're given tonight it's pretty awesome uh you know, we had a uh, we had a listener question that wants to know if you can give any information about your collaboration with aj cat and zero like writing tips basically um he wanted he didn't specify are, are see, you working oh, on something with Cat? He wanted him at the last round and was at the championship party. Oh, yeah. He was definitely there vlogging and stuff. I don't, I'm, I don't know. Wait, I, yeah. I didn't know if there was something to do it or not. Do you have something going on with the Cat? Like, are you guys working on something uh, together? No, I think okay. I, I think manager's working like with him now. Gotcha. He's assistant. But, um, no, okay. I, I, he was there, which is sick because he's actually a really nice guy to hang out with. He's pretty cool. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, okay, a couple more things. <laughs> I know you become buddies with Daniel Ricardo. I knew nothing about Daniel until about a year and a half ago. And I, of course, like everybody else, watched F1 Drive to Survive on Netflix. And his yeah. personality clearly stood out above everybody else's. Like, he's doing podcasts all the time now. Like, with Dak yeah. Shepard, he's doing all these shows. The guy, like, that that whole series 
it's similar to the Red Red Bull Moto Spy, like the what it's done for that sport and those characters. But watching that series, is there anything that you wish that our our sport would do, like you know, more openness? Right, those guys are pretty honest about when the car sucks or whatever. Is there anything from that taking from F one that you wish we could implement into Supercross Motocross? I mean, there's heaps of things because F one's basically the pinnacle of motorsports. I mean, like. They're the most known, I feel like, motorsport there is in the world. So there's many things. And I think, like, media-wise, I feel like that Drive to Survive thing is pretty sick. Uh, <clears throat> it's the documentary you see a lot more behind the scenes. I think that's what made, like you said, everyone watched it. And that made me more attached to actually watching F1 because you actually got to know behind the scenes, the more technical things. Because before I didn't really, like I kind of watched it every now and then because of Daniel, because of a fellow Australian, Mm -hmm. but I never actually was kind of watched it all. So once I seen that and seen like learnt more stuff behind like the scenes, I'm like, dude, how they only can have, what is it? It's like six engines a year or three engines a year. If you blow like all of them, something like it's more in the detail, which for me, I feel like that's a lot cooler to learn because obviously our sports, we got a lot more tinier things like that. So I feel like that would be really sick. And, and, and I'm pretty sure I'm actually going to be doing a documentary with Netflix or something. I don't know if it's coming this end of this year or maybe next end of next year, getting more, more stuff. But I, uh, just to kind of get the more behind the scene things, cause you don't really get to see it much at all. And, and I feel like yeah, people be awesome. the outside, they only see the victories and the, <laughs> and the I don't see the blood, sweat and tears that go into actually getting to that stage. Wow. That's exciting, man. I'm, yeah. You got me pretty fired up on that. Um, all right. I know you got to go for here in a minute. So I want to wrap this thing up with some, we had some listeners send us some questions throughout the week. I want to do a few of these. You can rapid fire answer them. Um, Brad Savage said, as a fellow Aussie, Chad Reed always says, you have to be in it to win it. Has your thought process changed after your injuries in 2020 in Supercross? Is, or is there more risk when you ride below, below your capability? Um, mental side hasn't changed. Uh, that injuries have probably made me stronger mentally-wise to come back and, and still do good. And... Yeah, I don't think I, I haven't really. Uh, yeah, mental okay. is still. So, All right. yeah. yeah, you're not going to back it down any. Basically, you're you're no. full bore head. Um, actually, to be honest, the I won more races actually when I did ride below, uh, like more in my comfort zone. Oh, okay, good. Okay, yeah. good answer then. All right, uh, Peter Moose Coward. He's a uh, fellow Aussie. He's uh over there in Queensland. He says, "Mate, ask." Ask if he plans on getting his dad another Monaro, being uh, he had to sell his so his kids could live their dream. I am I am planning on it. I uh, where Hunter's got a he got a hunt. My brother Hunter he just got a Camaro seventy three spin bumper. So we're definitely gonna get a uh, probably eventually get him a uh, a Maro for Daz. I'm probably gonna buy a Camaro like a sixty nine Camaro eventually. <laughs> My uh, dad this weekend is actually going to be going to the uh, Orlando drag strip. So, <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to be getting a Amara soon, mate. All right, cool. All right, this one you may not want to answer. Jason Bigelow says, ask the champ if he DM the redhead who gets wet standing in the rain <laughs> wanting your jersey. Uh, that girl would ruin his racing career, but he would still be a ri- be riding red. Wow, I didn't even notice the last part. <laughs> 
Yeah, I thought I thought that was your opinion, but I didn't realize that was still the question. Um, yeah, sorry. No, <laughs> no, I did not DM the redhead chick. From the <laughs> well, <thing>. That <laughs> stuff has brought a lot of entertainment for us as viewers. Um, yeah. So yeah, dude. It's, I, I just you're you're a great interview, man. I, I am so stoked with all your I answers. Thought, funny thing, I like on that same weekend with that. Uh, I got a quick. I'll tell a quick story. Please okay? do. I got, I got time. Um, it was funny. This this. Girl, I didn't. I didn't even see it, but uh, there was a girl at one of the gates trying to get. Cause this is like the first time the fans are kind of a little close, like to the podium and that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And the security guard came up to my dad and said, "Hey, there's this girl. Apparently, says like she's Jet Lawrence's girlfriend, and she <laughs> waiting for an armband." And dad looks up over, and this girl is like jumping and waving, like like it, like she knows Daz. And the guy's like. And dad goes, yeah, no, I don't think so. Like, I don't think he he had one for her. And he goes, oh, okay. Walks back. And then I'm in the truck. We're looking at some, like, videos and, and getting some information, that stuff. And dad goes, Jeddah, there's a, there's a girl outside that's saying to you that you that he's, she's your girlfriend. I'm like, I have a girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for the answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> said yeah it's, it's not her <laughs> so it's pretty funny that was the same weekend as that chick with the uh jet makes me wet sign <laughs> <laughs> it's funny man because you know we don't know that side of you really right we don't know what you got going on but then like there was one press conference where i guess you were i think you were at a hotel and there was like a girls volleyball team standing behind you and like we're all in the press conference like direct messaging each other on zoom like Dude, check out all the chicks behind Jet. You know, it's like everywhere you go, there's chicks. <laughs> I remember that Zoom call also. That was after that was Salt Lake night. I was in yeah. the lobby and like all these twelve to fourteen year old girls <laughs> came in. As soon as I started my Zoom call, yeah, like it was because I was up in my room. I was going to start it there, and it looks like come down and, and do it, mate. Like everyone's down here. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Okay, I'll come down. And as I come down, as we literally get on. Oh, this whole team of volleyball chicks. I'm like, oh, gosh, no. Please don't be loud. <laughs> well, it was definitely entertaining for us, man. But your uh, your interviews are generally pretty entertaining, and we appreciate your honesty. And, man, I look forward to you being in our sport for a long time, brother. Nah, thanks, Heats, boys. I appreciate it. I uh, And I'm glad you like that because if you didn't, no, I don't think I was going to change either. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's good. To, that's good to hear, too. Yeah, don't change for anybody, man. But I want to give a shout out to Lucas Myrtle for hooking this up for me. And, uh, man, it's great to have you on for the first time. Nah, thanks, Heats, boys. I'm uh, definitely thankful to be on you. All right, Jet. Take care. We'll see you at A1, buddy. We'll do it later, boys. See ya. Right. That was fun. That was a good interview. Sorry, you guys didn't oh, get yeah. more time, but yeah. He's too damn cool, man. Like, he's, too, he's, like he's he's like immature and mature at the same time. Yeah, it's yeah, it's in, yeah. it's insane. I don't know how. That's like, good parenting, dude. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah his, I love their whole thing is just awesome. brother isn't married. Yeah, yeah. Girlfriend. Yeah, I didn't have to ask. Yeah. I answered it. So, yeah, I feel like it was Toolman Dan from Main Event that told me that was his wife. Somebody, I, it was either Dan or, yeah, it had to be Dan or Daniel. Adults Hunter, like 20? Right. Yeah, that's why I was like, dude, no, he's, he's young, like twenty. He's like twenty-two. Twenty-two. Either way, he answered the question, so that's cool. Um, last commercial break. We'll be back with Derek Kelly, guys. Don't forget about the emails. Email me about the show. Your thoughts on longer shows, shorter shows, and also email motoxpodshow at gmail If you know where that audio came from that I played at the beginning of the show, and I'll get you guys a prize. First person that answers it. Anyway, be right back. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade Tyler Entercom. I'm here to tell you about. 
Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo Senya. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal. But thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. For almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock On Grips today. All right, our boy, our the Moto X Pod Show rider, Derek Kelly, is back, and he's going to be brought to you tonight by Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing is a Texas-based company that is providing high-quality, economical performance parts. Check out their Defy Lock-On Grips, Attack Handlebars, Vengeance Levers, Reaction Shifters, and Motion Brake Pedals, all at TorqueOneRacing.com. Order your parts today. Let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Tonight, Torque One Racing brings us Derek Kelly. What's up, DK? We're back. How's we're back. it going? We're getting close, man. I had to get you back on. Exactly. Yeah, we're we're back in training mode and Well, you say that. This. You say that, but what did you tell me you were doing a little while ago? That that's part of the program. Playing golf, Scotty, is part of the program. It, it, you got to relax somehow, man. Does that help with whoop speed or having the balls that hit a triple? Uh, it's more of a focus and, okay. and mental side of it you know i like it Fair See, dk he's laughing but there's there's actually something to that yeah, like it really helps with your mental like everything. yeah that that and anger management yes <laughs> especially awesome. when you play as bad as i do yeah well derek man um the word is uh you're on a new team man um you want, can you talk about it i mean it sounds like the word's pretty much out we don't have anything quite in paper yet but um it's it's everything but but written down well well tell us i, I don't want to yeah yeah i mean it, as most of everybody that's in the industry has heard that aeo is having a team this year and it's gonna be yep. a ktm team so that's yeah. pretty much all all the information i have at the moment but that, that I mean, should be a pretty easy pretty so. easy transition from uh you know on bikes right yeah i mean i'll, I'll be with all all three of the 
the sisters here yeah. in the three years. So <laughs> I like I'm giving I like them all that. a try. I like that description. That's a good description. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So how much time have you had riding Supercross in the last month? Um, we just started up full time last week. So okay. I got three days in last week and we did two days so far this week. We're going to do two more. So we're going to do Thursday, Friday this week. And will that be a pretty much the set way, like three days a week on the bike? You know, it's, it's going to be three to four. Yeah. I mean, four, um, depending on like bike problems and stuff. Like we've had, I had my, like I was going to practice on my outdoor race bike and that thing blew up first day I was on the track. So. Oh crap. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. So, um, I'm riding my 90 hour practice bike right now. So <laughs> it's a little nerve wracking. Sure. Hopefully we, we should have it together tomorrow so I can ride Thursday. So, okay. The life of a yeah. privateer right there. Right. And we, we just got done with jet Lawrence who does not have that problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. It must be nice. Right. Right. And so, uh, going into this off season, what's, what's, what's your main focus? What's like, is there something like a, like maybe a section of like track that you struggled with last year that you're working on or, you know, something mental, like what, what's your, what's your biggest focus on proving this, this off season? Yeah. I mean, um, just becoming a, a more rounded rider. I feel like, um, where I'm at is a pretty solid place. I just need a couple seconds or one realistically on supercross and I'll be up in there. So I just need to work on my mental game and, Get everything, getting everything solid. I mean, obviously, whoop speed and all that stuff is is a given, but just the little things. I mean, still working with Evan, so so we're uh, getting the fitness program on tap and and everything like that. So we're just going to be at a hundred percent come and on one. Yeah. So you just talked. To, you know, we were sort of joking about the difference in you and a pro like Jet and what the the opportunities and the different things they have. Um, I don't know. A month ago, whatever, we were just. I was just telling. Alex Martin about this, I think. So Josh Fariz was on, right? Privateer at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season, you know, riding out of his dad, dad's motorhome. Then gets the Husky deal for two races. And we talked to him, like, what what, what'd you take away from that that you were surprised by? What helps you? What can you use as a privateer? And he was talking about all the people that can, and all the data, right? They can pull all this data yeah. up from LitPro and whatnot and say, okay, in this corner, you are one-tenth slower in this line. If you'll take this line, it's faster. And, and he starts exactly. realizing, okay, there's four or five places where I could gain a tenth, and by the end of each lap, that's a second, or you know, say five tenths or even. And he's like, that's five positions per lap. Like that has exactly. to be something that like you're missing, right? Even with uh, with T, uh, TPJ, I don't think Ted has yeah. all those options. So <laughs> like, it's very, it's kind of unfair. No, it it's definitely. I mean, Josh killed it this year on the privateer on the privateer gig. And then he stepped up and, and did even better on the, on the factory rig, which goes to show that they're even with that little amount of time that he had on the bike, that the difference that it can make, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just little things when it, it comes from being 10th, 12th, like 15th to a top five guy. It's literally like 2%. It's honestly such a small, small margin, you know, right. like those guys are awesome and, and fast, but everybody inside the top 20 is, is at that level in a certain sense, riding wise, sure, you yeah. just need, you just need a little more fitness, a little more bike, a little more data. Like you said, from, um, Josh, like being a privateer, you don't have that. Like my dad's up, up on the top of the hill, like <laughs> telling me where, 
like oh dude i think you could be a little faster here you suck in this section but i mean you don't have the, the <laughs> like that like that old uh, disney movie where he like he he drills the line and the scene he's like you're letting off here you need to let off here yeah, <laughs> motocross. motocross that's exactly that's honestly like i can't tell you how many times he drove he drew a corner in the sand <laughs> he's yeah. like oh yeah down this corner yeah that's no, funny like I would tell my yeah. buddy Michael Gage, who he's a local Texas guy, and he trained for riders for a while. I'm like, hey, just go out there and stand in a spot where I'm breaking, and then move closer to the corner, like five feet. And let <laughs> me see if I can still make the corner. Like, yeah, you got to have somebody helping you. It's just not near as right. uh, not near as uh, not near as much technology. Um, exactly. Not. Yeah, it's yeah. One thing that Josh whatever said, the word is. Yeah, exactly. the The quote he gave me that I love was like when he went to the team. He knew he had all the tools he needed to be in a top 10. So if he didn't mm-hmm. get in the top 10, then he didn't use those tools properly. Like that showed some pretty cool maturity. And, um, right. Anyway, um, yeah. So what in Supercross, like we just talked about the technical side, but what could you, they do to make it easier on guys like yourself that are full privateers? Um, obviously, nationals, like there's no payout hardly. Uh, it, yeah. you know, you got to pay to go race, but in su- Supercross, it's a little different. There's better pay, at least. Better. Um, what could Slightly. Supercross do to help you? Feld, what could they do? Um, I mean, it it all comes down to the dollar bills. I mean, that like Supercross, especially in the 250 class, is going to be a lot easier for a privateer. Like right. having what five or six rounds locally in California. So, just that right away is a huge help with not having to travel, like I'll be in my bed for four rounds. Like that, that's just a huge help uh, right off the bat. I mean, just the cost of stuff is the main problem with privateers. Like you'll never, you're never going to have that data or that team behind you. So Feld's not going to be able to provide that other than like the cost of it. I mean, bumping the pay or cutting the costs would be the biggest thing for a privateer. Yeah, yeah, and that, unfortunately, that's probably not going to ever happen. But yeah, man, we, we talked about this before. I, th- I th- always thought it'd be cool to have like almost like an LCQ championship. Like if you like your mount, the points that you gain in the LCQ earns you like a, you know they do the privateer awards that they used. To, I don't, I don't right. know if they really do that much, but there's there somebody can pitch in something to do that. Like it wouldn't take yeah, much I mean, to make a big deal for you guys. With outdoors having the privateer power award, like. <laughs> you'd think that that would come with some kind of a little bonus or whatever. It's instead, it's just a trophy, which is, it's cool, but I mean, wow. they should have some kind of an incentive. Yeah. Really, if it's only a trophy for that, really? That's great. Yeah. You don't get any, you yeah. don't get anything. You don't get a discount on the race. You don't get a, a bump, like a little bonus. You just, I got a pretty sweet trophy though. It's, it's a cool <laughs> yeah. I don't think y'all should have to pay at all to, no. to enter a race. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can sit here that. and, and, it's it's such a big conversation that that really needs to be sat down and talked with. I don't know if there's any way to do that with Feld or AMA or any of those guys, but that's the problem. There's something many, that there's too many people to talk to. Who do you talk to? AMA, Feld, yeah. OEMs, oh, and, yeah, like, and everybody that you union. talk to is, yeah, is oh, we don't have any say in it. Right, you do like a walkout. No, they, they don't fill yeah. the gates. What are they going to do? Yeah, Riders, you, you, know, <laughs> you, you get everybody on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's you sign a piece of paper when you. Uh, when you get your license that you won't do that. Oh, right. for real. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I mean, obviously yeah, so I was kidding, you, but you gotta be kidding. right. Well, you start even organizing that stuff and they, uh, they'll, they'll, uh, dock you, find you, they'll yeah. not let you race. I mean, there's plenty of people like, I'm not going to name any names, but you can look and see people that have tried it and right. what 
what AMA does to those people. Yeah, wow. yeah, I've heard stories. Um, all right, I guess last question for you. Uh, the schedule's going back to quote-unquote normal, right? No no Wednesday or Tuesday races midweek. Uh, no cities back-to-back. Uh, I think for you, that's probably kind of hurts you a little bit. Like you talk, Like being in one city probably saves you a little bit of money, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, well, being locally is the biggest thing. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like traveling, it was a little nicer having three rounds right back to back or whatever, but you're spending 10 days in a hotel in okay. Florida or sure. Texas or what, wherever you are. Like that's, um, a significant cost, especially with the downtime you have. Um, like you save on flights, but especially those, those, uh, three day race or three race things, but you pay that in hotel fees. Sure. Yeah. That makes so, sense. All right. Kind of balances out. Dumb question. But definitely, it's, it's nice, <laughs> nicer having it local. Yeah. Well, thing. well so I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you on the AEO bike. Um, it's it's going to be here, man. Two, what, two months, basically. It's yeah. almost here. Yeah. No, it's it's coming up, but there's also uh, quite a bit of time. I mean, the schedule can change. So, yeah, we'll see. See what happens as we get closer. Well, hey, uh, if you need a couple extra bucks, we got the, the, uh, the local pro challenge race that we do. It's got a... Oh yeah, it's got a purse and uh, here in Texas. So if you need some like extra cash, fifty thousand dollar purse or something. Towards like twenty five. I think. Okay. I think if you go, was it that Swan MX? Yeah, yeah. 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 If, if you I go, was gonna come out to that and it got canceled. Well, no, it's right. it's, it's still happening. It's just gonna be on uh, the fifth, yeah. sixth, and seventh. Yeah, yeah, November. Yeah, a couple weeks from now, I guess. But, but um, I've, I know I've seen some guys come in there. Like I've seen Bogle do it and Canard do it a couple times when he was coming back from injury, and like they walk with like three to four grand if they go one one in both classes. Yeah, Lemay's out right. there a lot. Yeah. yeah it was- it was pretty good pay. It looked like I was I was headed out there actually, like, and then I saw the rain coming. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's about yeah. thirty minutes from where I live. So yeah. yeah. Right. Oh well, yeah. I might I might come out. It's a little close. It's kind of a little close coming into Supercross, sure. especially being on a team. So um, we'll see how that plays out. But all right, um, I'm excited to come into Supercross. Yeah, sounds good, man. If you come out this way, let me know. Um, hit us up about your True, true Fusion before we let you go. Yeah, um, I'm I'm working on a lot of stuff. We're gonna come out with a a new muscle function cream, or actually, it's a foam. So that we got some big stuff in the works, and then um, hopefully we can sponsor the the Dark Side podcast or the Moto X podcast. <laughs> get you guys some yeah some cash too. Yeah, we need to get you on here, man. I'm I've, I've been using the uh, the rapid cooling cream, and uh, I yeah. like it. I love it. So I appreciate you awesome. guys. I appreciate Kaylee's discount code. Um, that saved me a few bucks. And, man, I appreciate you always having time for us, buddy. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on and, and giving the free plugs. Uh, we'll, we'll get a discount for the Moto X Pod Show. Oh, like, I discount like it. Code for you guys. Okay. I mean, that, I think everybody should just follow Kaylee and use hers, but we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, we'll get you. You can use Kaylee's or you can use we'll, – we'll, I'll make you up one tonight. How about that? Sounds good, man. Appreciate you, Derek. All right, right on. Hey, Thanks, man, guys. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you again before Supercross starts once you've had some more time on the bike and dealing with the team, and um, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm about to post something on Instagram, so you guys can go check it out. I got a little bit of riding clips from Supercross uh, today. So awesome. awesome. Can't wait to see it, buddy. Right on. Thanks, Thanks guys. Derek. All right, see you. Yeah. All right, Derek Kelly. What a man. Good full show. Uh, Amart. Jet Lawrence, almost, almost said J Law, but yeah, you know, you did say J Law. He did. Well, yeah, he said call, everybody's calling him J Law, but I just, I, I, I tongue tied myself right there between Jet Lawrence and J Law is what I meant. Yeah, yeah, everybody's calling him J Law, well, and I don't like that, but I still use it for some reason. Dude, it, that made me think though. He's kind of like 
Like he's J Lo and Dungey at like the same time. Mm. Is, I don't know. Uh, you don't see that. Wise, talent wise, I'll well, give you J Law. But Jay, I mean, yeah, but, but I, he's not nowhere near as bland as Dungey. So I'm going to take. Well, it's, it's a half and half. Uh, okay, fine. He's I, not I, flipping. Call, I don't have enough energy to argue. <laughs> okay. If it was TJ, I would argue it. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> thanks. A Mart, Jet Lawrence, Derek Kelly, Eric Phipps. We are so excited to have Works Connection on board. Um, so it's going to be exciting for 2022 year. Again, hit up patreon.com. You guys can go on there and do five bucks a month. Every month I pull that money out of the account. It goes into a, a, a show account. And like, I literally just booked flights for a one with that. Some of the money you guys support us with. We appreciate it. We're going to give away a fly hoodie. If you're a Patreon supporter to the first or not, I'm a pick, a pick a random. Sorry on that one. Uh, I want to thank Steve Williamson, Phil Gates from Phil's Corner Podcast. Go check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Scotty, once again, I want to thank all of our sponsors, and I do not have my sheet in front of me yet. Uh, Cherubies USA, Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Works Connection, Torque One Racing, R-Jerky, Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, Shock Socks, Williams Motor Works, Extreme Colors Helmet Painting, Blood Lubricants, and Power Band Racing. If you guys have WP, WP Suspension, hit those dudes up. Good show, episode two twelve. Uh, anything before we go from anybody? Nope. Just also nope. had a great time. No. Well, yeah, that was a good that. show. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, appreciate all the listeners. I think that's it. We're out. See ya.